This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 217, Technology Tears List. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. I mean, I think you should start every episode of Space Cats Peace Turtles blind. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> right. No why, why idea. Do you need what, to know what you're, what's underneath you the You know that the show is about the same thing right. every single week. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Like, come on. <laughs> we don't at have to point, do any of this. No. Yeah. No. I, I don't even think, I think we're at a point where we don't even have to talk about a specific subject every right. week. I think that's kind of played we out. just turn the mics on and... We, we just, just need to we on. need to play a game and then turn the mics on after the game and talk yeah. for an hour and then yeah. let it be let it whatever yeah. it is you know you've said that a couple times <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about I know is the game that we just finished <laughs> <laughs> that's like I never feel that way just so you know not yeah. anymore I used no. to back no, in the I, day I totally agree yeah uh, but we do not we do not have time there's so stupid much to do today because well, we I do have time this. we do we do have time because we are we are covering what we are covering yep. okay yeah. that's what was happening matt i understand um, and it's all your fault we're gonna so make this time is, apparently <laughs> we are deep in the war arc the galactic council <laughs> war arc we're deep in it um and part of being in the war arc means that we have to honor our promises um the last month uh, galactic council poll was a tie which meant we are supposed to do both uh, subjects. Here is the second. We obviously did our favorite subject first. Yep. Here is the contractually obligated <laughs> second <laughs> half of the tide poll. Now, I'm sure you're expecting me to talk about the results of the war poll um, as those would be posted. However, at time of recording, the war poll is not finished. Yeah. Um, we will by be the end of this episode, it yeah, will be. Go We're going to have a different outro. So you'll have it by the end of this episode. We will we'll talk war stuff later 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 it's gonna be six hours yes. from now yeah totally totally but uh but yeah for now we're just gonna do uh the text tier list before we get to that though matt i yeah. heard we have some errata a little bit of I errata we, we skipped errata last week which means we owe you some talk about winu and clanasar uh oh, cool so let's let's cycle back that far uh we'll kick things off with the winu uh, Holy Teaspoon says, one thing that wasn't mentioned in the Winu discussion, and I think is quite huge for their start, is their alliance promissory note. Their alliance, of course, being copy my commander, and their commander, of course, being plus two in the home system, Mechatorex, or legendary planet systems. You said that Winu doesn't have much to wheel and deal with except for acquiescence, but I found that people really want that alliance, which, as you noted, can often uh, you often can unlock earlier than you need it. In fact, there's an interesting dynamic between Winnow and aggressive neighbor trying to shut them down early that can turn into extorting the alliance, which Winnow often doesn't want to give, say, to Barony or L1Z1X. So, as Winnow, you do have one huge strategic asset that you can give someone, which makes it much less likely they'll directly attack you, though they obviously can get in your way. You really don't want to give it at all. Uh, you don't want to give it away at all, and certainly not to some factions, but you might have to, and that's a really cool and tough decision. I just I don't feel the same way as Holy yeah. Teaspoon here. Um, I think that 
it's questionable to buy it. Like, uh-huh. like let's say I'm Winu and I'm on Mechatol Rex, so therefore I've unlocked the commander, and so people might want my alliance. Um, obviously, I can give it to whoever I want. It's not like it's going to be used against me, so that's not a big deal. I'm not scared of that. But I'm also curious as to why these other people want this so bad. It does yeah. help with their home system, right? So that could be kind of a big deal. Yeah. I could um, see ghosts wanting this if ghosts nab an early malice and are like, I'd actually like yeah. to hold on to malice all game. Yeah, because um, it works that, on. Yeah, okay, okay. That makes um, sense to me in the wormhole nexus. But outside of that, I mean, I think I I think some people just want to protect their home system, especially faction like like a Hakan kind of maybe uh, or certain factions that just like like a two planet system faction that's like i have a little bit more difficulty on the ground in my home system and that plus two would go a long ways i could see them really wanting it i think the thing i'm always afraid of as winu is the threat that this now puts like on mechatol or even worse sometimes you're not on mechatol but you would like to eventually go there and the threat of giving this out to somebody else when you're not on mechatol and they could end up on mechatol and thus you lose your advantage on mechatol because you can attack them if they have your note you can still yes. attack them but right now they also have the plus two which means you've kind of lost your whole edge on yeah. that taking of mechatol rex and that's a big well big obviously in that situation, Matt, you absolutely should not give it out. Yeah. Which I think that's I think that's kind of my problem here is that I'm not I'm I feel like this is one of those um, alliances that goes from being too valuable yeah. to not really having any value at all. Like right. there's like a sweet spot I, of when you might sell it and then yeah, it becomes a um, bad thing. When I was talking about acquiescence though, I was talking about um, the early game. And I hope Holy Teaspoon agrees that selling this early is probably not smart mm-hmm. because of situations that might get you into later down the road that could be a problem um yeah. also like i think because this is the type of thing where this alliance if given to the right player will be instrumental in making sure that they win the game by right. locking down their own home system right, right. um how are you going to know who that person is in the early game yeah so the not. reason i brought up acquiescence is i was talking about um fixing the the early game and that's right. the only reason why um and i will say though that for the preliminaries we don't talk about alliances and trading that much as much yeah um, we're not getting that kind of deep part into of, the weeds of like let's consider every faction that might like this alliance or whatever like that that gets lost on us i bit. will say this actually holy teaspoon uh in i this actually got me going a little bit thinking about this so uh, maybe there's more to there's more to say more to think about with that alliance yeah. than i gave it credit even i think some games it can come it. up and that's I, and i think if anything that's all holy teaspoon is trying to say they're, they're even noting like it's not always good you don't really want to give it out but yeah. sometimes it becomes this necessity thing and it is like we said if if, if we're talking about the window that must be dealt with early this mm-hmm. is a tool that yeah i don't want to give it out early because because there's going to be ramifications for that but it might be my get out of jail free card for a sar barreling down on me or something from the perspective of writing a guide, though, I'm trying to talk about right. the things that that are most frequently going to come up and most frequently help you with things. And I don't feel like this is a tool that is going to reliably help you do anything. But yes, yeah. there might be situations where it is actually a very smart sell. Yeah. Uh, Brian also gave us he, one of our resident SAR players, I would say. Like, I if I if I could think of anybody as a SAR player, it would be Brian. Uh, and Brian said a bunch of stuff, and you should go read their post on our on our Discord. But I'm gonna just highlight one one specific part of it. I. Uh, wholeheartedly disagree that you should focus mostly on ships. While your initial dock is moving, 
building uh, infantry to leave behind on your snail trail is a great is great as long as you have enough ships to keep it alive long enough to retreat. Chaos mapping is great, but uh, use actual production on infantry and fighters. People tend to ignore any system with planet resistance. Now, I think I said quite a bit of this actually like we talked about the snail trail we talked about like maybe you'll even use a round one chaos mapping on some infantry like that is actually a thing that sometimes happens in round one just to like give you the stuff you need um and even i think mechs can make great on that snail trail but i really really like this point that brian says about um building ships with chaos mapping and using your actual space dock production on just infantry and fighters use all of your production capacity which is really annoying to deal with um, on exclusively lots and lots of stuff and then build a ship every single turn with chaos mapping. I think that's mm-hmm. a really good thought to put into your head as SARS. Like, how can I make sure I almost never build a ship off of production so that I can use all of that production capacity for infantry and fighters? Yeah, that makes sense. I really, I, I really dig it. Um, I think, uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, Brian's just like reiterating that, you know, he just yeah. wants to make sure that the snail trail is is very much understood well again people you know? yeah people will ignore like any system with planet resistance if your if your planet is completely empty sometimes people can't talk themselves out of taking it it's like well it's just sitting there i don't need it yeah. but it's just sitting there i could it's i could just burn sit there i could just have it. it yeah yeah but if there's even yeah, yeah. two infantry there like one infantry on each planet they're just like well it's just absolutely not worth it not worth the command counter to have something go wrong or whatever um mm-hmm. yeah so yeah love it okay we have so much to do now we have quite a thing because we have to do a tech tier list and for some stupid reason i promised you every single technology of which there are like a hundred or more right right so i said generic tech and then you said no all tech including faction tech um so yeah this is this is your this is what you've made. This but is it's a what tier you've list. It's not a perfect ranking of everything. It's just tiers. So maybe tiers. Can, can the first thing we do to give a rough guideline of what we want the tiers to look like as we get it, as okay. we start going to okay. this, how do we want to set up like what is S tier? What is A tier? What is B tier? What do these things mean to us as we get into these? S tier is like always uh, useful tech that help you win the game. Always. Yes. 100% always of the useful. time. It's like a must-buy tech, if it, depending on if you're the faction or or anything else. And in fact, I mm-hmm. think I almost think S tier tech could be relegated exclusively to like the best faction tech. Almost Ooh. is there some is there some base tech that you think is S tier that's like on your mind right away? I think you could make an argument for Lightwave and Grab Drive as right. S tier tech. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we'll start. We'll start with just. I'm. I'm just gonna start making moves already, just to put stuff where it goes. We're. We're thinking maybe a lightwave grab drive. Lightwave wins games. The only problem with lightwave would be its placement. Like it being a three requirement tech makes it a little bit trickier. That'd be my only pushback to maybe put an A tier. But I do think gravity drive is an S tier tech. Um, is an S tier tech. Almost huh? always get it if you, if you can. Um, but well, I put, okay. Like, I put fleet logistics and lightwave into like kind of a similar. Thing. Not me, not, no. I don't agree. I eight, don't agree. Eight, okay, well then that's better to find A tier. If S tier is, will like, wins you the game, what is A tier? A tier is, helps you along the path, like, really, like, pays for itself? Should that be A tier? Like, no, nah, I think, I think A tier is a supplemental good tech that is good a lot of the time, but not mm-hmm. every single time, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, S tier, always good, wins games. A tier, good a lot of the time. Uh, so then B tier is like, 
situationally good situationally good sometimes good because it's on the path to even better stuff and it's like this is the one you're gonna get because you're on your way to the other better thing and and you might as well get that whereas c tier as we're getting down in these last two i would almost be i would skip the d tier and beat d tier is like you're not don't research it like don't get never this yeah <laughs> never, no, never under no circumstance get, you get it which makes yeah. c tier just this like other kind bad. of weird thing of like it's bad but it's like even more situational than B tier, basically. Like, it's like, yeah, you could kind of Christmas land uh, engineer a way for this tech to have a use, but that almost never comes up. Okay. Right? Is this that... is interesting. I kind of just wanted to do it based off how much we like the tech, but sure. I do like this criteria that you've come up well, with. We, I mean, we don't have to. Um, so we're not going to live to wins this. Games, so S tier is wins games, always good. A tier, good a lot of the time. Yeah. B tier, situationally good. C tier is uh, Christmas land and it's good. So you have yeah. to come up with some crazy scenario and then it can be good. And then D tier is never get bad. Yeah. Always bad, bad. bad stuff. Bad stuff. Yeah. So how do we want to? We've already talked about light wave and gravity drive. Uh, some blue I'm tech. I'm not 100% that light wave is S tier actually. What did you say? Didn't you say? Or did you, you did say that and now you're walking it back? Or what I'm walking it back. Okay. I'm, I'm walking it back because sometimes you get light wave and there's not the right objective yeah for it we'll just see how things how i think things so and I, and I put i put fleet logistics in that same thing sometimes you get fleet logistics and you never need to take two turns in a row but sometimes I think, it, it is the thing that wins the game every once in a while it's i like, think that's critical i think fleet logistics is b tier situationally Whoa. good yeah uh, situationally okay good. i mean in the way i just described it it's like when you need to make the play it's there for you yeah i, I situationally I can, good i think i can see that um, DET, let's, let's, let's burn through blue tech so that we don't have to talk about blue tech anymore because people don't like yeah. us talking about blue tech so much. Dark yeah, energy yeah, we'll tap. Blue first. Um, dark energy tap is in that upper like A or B tier. It's situational. It can. I, I think the problem is uh, I still don't find that the frontier deck actually like pays off in meaningful ways. There's a couple mm. of factions where it's like better for, but sometimes you get nothing mm. but stinkers. You love I don't it. agree. Yeah. I don't agree. Um, DET gets you secret objectives. Secret objectives. Sometimes win games. there's two in the deck, two out of fourteen chance. Right, but you do get them actually pretty frequently. Um, how how often do you play with DET, man? There's a lot of good stuff in there. There's I don't know. I uh, feel like every time I'm playing with DET, it's one of those games where then all of a sudden too many people have DET, and then I'm getting screwed out of finding uh, see that, your tokens. Maybe that just doesn't happen to me. Um, I think that we could. I'd be. I'd be willing to go down to B tier, like situationally good. Well, but I, the other point I was going to make though is that second half of DET is still quite good. That retreat thing can is like can yeah. be very very important. It's and pretty. It's, it's pretty decent. Good to have. So I'm. I'm pretty comfortable with DET in A tier. Uh, okay. I think so. Um, okay. All right. Sling relay. Sling relay is in a in an A or I think some people would call sling relay an S tier tech, which. I don't yeah, know me. if I can go that far. You would, you think I, so? I, 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 yeah, I, you, I so here's, really, here's really what I think we're already learning is the blue tech bias in this show is especially you. And I'm, I'm oh, yeah, I don't care. more open yeah. to other tech. <laughs> yeah, like I'll viable. own that. Yeah, no, I don't care. <laughs> yes, yes, Matt. The one in the show that has eyes that can see <laughs> oh my God. is in fact myself. Yeah, make it mean. <laughs> Thank you. Good. All right, let's do this this whole day. Man, let's just let Hunter do the tech tier list. Have fun, Hunter. I no, gave no, you a horrible I, I, task to I, do. <laughs> I don't want, no, I don't want to do it. I didn't want to do it this way. Okay, you're the one that made it this way. Sling um, Relay is a stall. It's about it's one of the only stall techs and uh especially one of the only stall techs that everybody has access to i mean you don't have like to, vortex i i don't want to put it in s tier though because you don't agree you no, know? No, 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 no i'm i i i not i said s or a tier and then i was like hesitant about s 
Hmm, okay. Uh, well, here's the thing. I, I want to throw stuff in here so that we get a look at the thing, and then we might have to change, like, later, Sling Relay may not feel as S-tier, or maybe okay. it will stay that way. You know what I mean? Uh, let's yeah, get, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's throw spaghetti at the wall right now okay. and, make, and build a board that makes some kind of sense. Now, how uh, do we talk about anti-mass in this criteria you, you've set, actually? Because yeah. it doesn't really make any sense. Sometimes, sometimes you have to get anti-mass, and it's not about you wanting it. You right. kind of just have to get it. What do we do with text like that? Right. Uh, I would, I mean, I would basically put that as situational, even though it's like in the situation that it's good, it's great. And I think that's key to situational tech. Sometimes you need it. But there's a lot of yeah. games you just do not get it at all. Like, I'm not getting anti-mass if the asteroid field isn't a problem for me, right? Okay. So that's, that is, I think, a quintessentially B tier. I think B or B tier makes sense. Um, so all of, all of the generic ev blue yeah, tech. Yeah, every generic blue tech is B tier or higher without, without a doubt. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, Do, uh, let's, let's keep going through the generics then. I would love to get the generics set in stone and then we have all of the faction techs that we have to like burn through, which some of, I mean, the, like okay. the, the faction upgrades will be probably which one easy. do you want to do next let's do yellow because we hate yellow. yellow and i'd love to see the opposite of blue see see what how we actually feel about some of these so sarween tools okay. hunter's law uh but maybe sort of lost some some of our favoriteness um it competes with Scanlink, which can be quite good um i i don't i don't know if sarween is situational it's definitely not christmas land now, maybe we need to, I mean, again, we can redefine these things. They do not have to fall under this criteria. I mean, it could just be that we don't like it or we like it, too. But I, I'm using these sometimes I think, when I can't decide for myself. I think Christmas Land also has to mean that Christmas Land slash, I don't know. When, I, I don't here's know, how I th man. It's less, about, it's less about the Christmas Land nature of it, and it's more about the, usually this isn't doing anything. But it's C tier because every once in a while it hits. It's not a situational tech that you get for the right situations. It's situ every once in a while it may be ac actually accomplishes I think, something. I think in POK, Sarween is D tier. Never research, never get. <laughs> Whoa, sell me on that. You just uh, hate it? It's, uh, yeah, it's not good. Uh, you never, you never you really get to use it after you, after you um, research it. Yeah. Uh, it no longer... At this point, I mean, you said it yourself, like, Scanlink is better, Yeah, basically. Scanlink is better. So, so if you were in a situation where you needed to research Sarween, you could just research Scanlink instead. Right. Because um, Scanlink at least might get you something. Sarween is one, you spend four resources right. now, yeah. and you get some rebate on that, except no, you don't in, like, a bunch of situations. Right. Um, wow. It's so weird if just because I'm thinking of how how far it's fallen then. I mean, because in base game, it I didn't hate it this much. I mean, I would have never well, put it in D tier in base game. But. Well, okay, but but that's the thing is I feel like the way you're structuring this, like I'm making all the picks and I don't want to. So what do no. you think Sar Sarween is? I, but the problem is I can't come up with an argument against you here. If I had an argument, I'd I'd sell, I'd push you on it. Like I would. Well, I here's would push the argument. Here's here's the argument. Arborek. And that's the only argument. Oh, I was, I was going to say Arborek and kind of Sar, although I don't really buy a Sar Sarween anymore. But it's like, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, Arborek is about the only, and maybe that's a Christmas land. I mean, I'm maybe trying to think of... Maybe that earns it I'm a C tier? A, I'm trying to think of the, the other stuff that I think is going to end up in D tier, and I do not put Sarween in the same category as some of it. Like, some of it I, I think, think of as, like, actively inhibiting your game. <laughs> I think because of just Arborek, right. it has to go in C tier. But that's right. the only reason for me that it would go in C tier Definitely. and not D tier. Never yeah. research. Never, ever. Scanlink. Scanlink. Scanlink, I don't 
think A tier makes sense. Good a lot? Is it good a lot? Hmm. Yeah. It's sometimes it is a necessary thing to like dig through for your game. Um, you get some good stuff out of it, but sometimes it's that hindrance, it's that technical, like tactical hindrance on like when am I properly taking the time to do scanlink right because scanlink is activating your own stuff and i would prefer to do that as little as possible right so it's like scanlink is right. especially it's good expensive. if you know you're doing a forward dock that's the best opportunity for scanlink because you're scanlinking when you do your production build at your forward dock let's talk about what you get out of det versus what you get out uh -huh. of scanlink True. because you're putting it you're putting scanlink in a tier with det and i think det is so much better right no and I, I sorry hunter's referring to the fact that i moved it over here but i'm 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 if i could i would be oscillating it between a and b or b tier because that's the like conversation i'm having in my brain right now is can it can it actually make it up to a tier and i don't think so um DET, yeah, I, you you activate you go to an empty system mm -hmm. with a ship and you get to good sample stuff. the frontier tech which is not always good it's right. not full of only winners right but there is a lot of winners in there some of them are amazing exactly um and scanlink act gets you a third of a fragment to get a relic sometimes and uh scanlink is really good when you have to when you're already set up to have to activate yourself yes but otherwise you actually you to activate just to use Scanlink is horrible. That's what so I'm you saying. need to already be set up for it. Exactly. Which is Titans what I can think... do that. Like sometimes it's like an Arborek. That's what that's the funny thing about Arborek with Sarween is like honestly Arborek with Scanlink doesn't hurt my feelings either. Uh -oh. In the right. Well, I know no, I know you hate Scanlink on Arborek, but I'm okay with Scanlink. No, I don't hate it. Did okay. I say that I hate Scanlink with Arborek? You've I'm referred saying, uh -oh. to not liking it in the past. But regardless I have? Yeah, yeah, you I mean prefer Sarween. I think I think I currently prefer Sarween, but I I think I think there's definitely a case to be made for Scanlink sure. uh, Arborek for sure. Anyways, I think we're both in agreement that Scanlink is um, B tier and we should not situationally good. At this point. Yeah, it, it okay. can be. That's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. Graviton is so hard to talk about these days. Uh, Graviton, sometimes it hits really good. So, like very rarely it hits very good. Sometimes it's one of those like defensive techs that keep people off you, but you don't actually use the tech. But I think generally across the board, it is a pretty bad tech because the problem with Graviton is you can activate it and then whiff the PDS roll anyways. Yeah, right. Um, wh what tier are you are you leaning? It's got I mean, it's like at best it's C tier. It may be D tier for me now because predictive, even though I do not like predictive, at least predictive has this weird quality to it where sometimes it is like a game winner. Like to me, mm -hmm. I'm almost willing to put Graviton in D tier and then predictive in C tier, which is like, I don't like predictive most of the time. And then every once in a while, predictive like fires off really well. I could maybe see predictive in B tier. Maybe you could convince me. Oh, you're talking about, uh, so where did you put Graviton? I think I Graviton, you were is Graviton. D, I think Graviton is probably D tier. I think Graviton is like, for me, it would be the definition of a C tier. Right. Would be because Graviton. every once because in a while, it's Christmas land. It snipes a carrier or what? It snipes a critical carrier or something. Yes. I just think it's so easy to play against that nowadays. Like if you if you properly plan around Graviton, it's never going to do anything to you. Yeah, but but that's why it's C tier. It's Christmas land. Yeah. It's like there yeah. there might be a situation where someone like. I mean, we let Sarwee get into C tier just because Arborek can use it. That's yeah. one faction sure. out of all of the factions. 
I mean, my uh, point is extra starts with it. And sometimes even then I'm like, I never used it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. I, as a thing, I'm going to go out of my way to research. When's the last time you researched Graviton? I don't know. I, I think I played a yin game where I researched Graviton, actually. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think I researched Graviton with uh, Titans one time. Yeah, I, I was about to say, I could see maybe Titans and maybe one of those weird PDS-focused Winu. That's I did. the only situation where I uh, see There Graviton. was a game I was playing with uh, where, where against... Oh, maybe, uh, uh, maybe Aerie, uh, Argent Flight as well. Could, could you... Ah, uh, nope, nah, there's a... Nah, nah no, Aerie Hollow Lattice is in the way. <laughs> I don't agree <laughs> with your, that. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah exactly. you, don't, you don't need Graviton, but... but uh, Graviton on Titans was like... Pretty good. Like, I completely shut down... Uh, a player that was going to be able to uh, invade my home system. So I'm going to have to say Graviton is a C tier. That's why okay. I think. Um, that well, that firmly puts Predictive and B tier for me because Predictive and Graviton won't be in the same thing for me because I think when Predictive works, it is significantly more useful than the rare times that Graviton works. That's my take on it. I think I'm just going to give you that one. I don't agree, <laughs> but I, I, I don't. I think I think predictive being in the same tier as fleet logistics seems a little oh, wild. Man, you're right. Looking at it, that's kind of gross, huh? No, I completely I, agree with that thought, though. I just want the yeah. It's one of those things where like predictive is higher in C tier than graviton is, but that we're yeah. not doing that today. But yeah, yeah, predictive I, because, is a high C tier. Yeah, because ScanLink and fleet logistics have ended up in B tier. I yeah I I actually have to agree with that that they're man graviton and predictive in the same tier that's pretty weird um okay then we get to transit diodes M maybe the only mm, maybe it's this also is just B tier it could be A tier <sighs> transit is really interesting so transit diodes lets you move four infantry around and it's like can can I make a suggestion Matt sure I think we need to I think we um need to talk about these ta these texts. Because uh, one thing that's like kind of screwing me up, and I think we're moving maybe too taking fast. away. Well, we're moving very fast, yes, um, because you're trying to move it fast. But <laughs> also, I don't want to take into account. I want to take into account just what the tech does, uh -huh. not where it's at. Where it's at in the in everything. But don't you think that matters? It does matter, but we don't need to have an episode where we're just like, yeah, blue tech's the best. Don't worry about it. Like <laughs> that, nobody needs because that. That's what it's going to be. If we have to take too many things into account. Sure. Cause like, we're about to talk about integrated economy. Yeah. And it, by our current metrics, we should throw integrated into C tier, but right. integrated is a lot better. Right. Than any of the texts we're going to put it in C tier with. Yeah. Um, it's like an A tier tech, but the problem is that it's at the top of yellow. Yeah. So you're never getting it. Right. But, if it, if it were in a vacuum and you could have three yellow skips, would you get integrated? Absolutely. Yeah, it would be amazing. Yeah. But it's just, it's the, so I think we got to think about the ability that the tech just has. Let's not think about the reality of researching it in mm. a game. Like if okay. you can get it, you know what yeah. I mean? Sure. Imagine, how about this? How about this? The think Mauve of it like this. Worlds tier list. Yes. We have, we have, we have Mauve Worlds. What are we getting, uh -huh. you know, with it? I think is, is, a, is a good way to think about All it. All right. I'm, ha I'm happy to make that concession to this. I think some people will wish we were doing it the other way, but I agree that that is like too weighty. I mean, <laughs> that, that's just, the tier if, list that comes we, after we make this tier list. If we do, if we do. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe we should just talk about it in I think in it needs reality. to weigh less than I'm letting it weigh, is at the very least the point. is like I, I just don't want it to be like, so the, the way it works is S and A tier 
are four of the blue techs and B and C tier is every, every other tech. <laughs> right. Like every other tech in the game is in B and C tier. I agree. That's that's what I don't want. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I transit agree with diodes that. is what we was talking about. Transit diodes, I think with in terms of how often I want it, if I could get the skips for it, it is A tier. Like if I can get a hold of, of transit diodes, I do want it because being able to reshuffle my infantry without annoyingly reactivating my stuff and being able to build mm -hmm. defenses where I need them on the fly is critical sometimes, especially yeah. in a late game scenario. I think it's I think it's kind of more of a B tier for me because there's so many factions where I feel like transit do just doesn't cut it yeah. on the defense or on the offense, basically. Sure. Um because mech abilities are so important with ground combat, numbers, like the number of uh, ground forces that you have at any given planet, feels like a less crucial thing in the swinging of sure. it. I felt like transit was a lot stronger in base game, That's interesting. where being able to get four infantry to a place was like yeah. completely changed the game. Right. Whereas now there's so many factions that have like abilities that factor into ground combat via right. the mech. I feel like that is more of a swing. Now, obviously, transit moves got helped mechs. a little bit by the... F it moves mechs around. Right. Yeah, right? So, like, it's really hard to place, which is why I may be down to to compromise and just go and say A tier. Yeah. But for me, I feel like it's a little less good than that yeah. in an actual game I, when I I'm think, using it. I think I agree with that take on it purely because of how many mech deploy abilities actually end up factoring into an individual game like in one game mm -hmm. it's like there's always somebody with some sort of wacky yeah. deploy or whatever dude yeah and that always feels like it's throwing my transit under the bus in, a, in an annoying way if i were to get dude it. we could use i think a transit omega because i actually feel like transit is kind of the what's really holding back yellow right not because transit is garbage no. But because transit doesn't feel vital enough anymore to right. be a level two yeah. or sorry, level three. No, right. level two is what it's called. Yeah, because there's started level zero. Level zero. So, yeah. I, yeah. If transit were like infinite number, like just move all your. That, <laughs> that would be too much. Right. But but some, there's got to be some other way to to make that work. Let's talk integrated economy. I think you said it earlier that like integrated economy should like basically be a tier like if you could yeah. get it it's a crazy good tech like if you could if you get could it. get it it's awesome if but see the thing is if we're if we're factoring in the fact that it's um you know four deep yellow yeah. it would be a c tier to me right like, it's that's how i feel about it in yeah but, it's a but it's in a that mob world's way or even in the just like with the right tech skips or with the right faction the, here's the thing is i haven't gotten to experiment enough with integrated economy because i just haven't gone that way but there are so there are enough integrated economy stands out there that i feel like i want to give them this win <laughs> like I, they, I feel like we sure. owe it to them yeah, yeah. that integrated yeah. economy should be recognized as an a tier tech even if you can't get it all the time it's right. not about if you can get the tech the tier list is not if you can get it or can't get it it's if it is useful or isn't useful once you have it and that's okay. the christmas nature of c tier is yeah, yeah. not whether or not i'm going to acquire the tech it assumes the list assumes i have the tech and now how much use am i going to get out of it yeah i will yeah, probably yeah. walk that statement back like i will i will <laughs> that is going to be hypocritical later in some other way that i wanted to find a tech but i don't care this this is going to change with the wind let's get into what are you gonna do red or green next let's do green let's do green um all right so let's start with boy the, the other if sarween went down to c tier neural is is neural d tier i think neural motivator is d tier now never research never get 
because psycho so archaeology shares a spot with it oh my god action i would so much rather are, have psycho yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and like action cards are also less important now mm-hmm. talk about how far the mighty have fallen neural yep. firmly d tier yeah uh let's talk no about psycho archaeology then um great uh really good let's see yeah at least b tier yeah i like i like probably better i think a i think it's probably a tier because here's the thing i always forget about psychoarchaeology that i don't give it enough credit for is that turning planets into trade goods uh can actually do quite like can do a lot (laughs) in the game in certain games if it's situationally got even that going for it and i mean i guess we can say it's situational because like well it depends on the skips that you have and that that is true but I think when psychoarchaeology does things for you, it's doing so, so, so. How much. often do you have skips? I would say pretty often. Pretty often, exactly. Pretty, Especially pretty on the maps often we you have a skip that you would like to use. Yeah. And in that way, I think it is is a tier. If we're defining a tier as like good a lot of the time, yeah. it doesn't have to be good a hundred percent of the nope. time, right? For it to be a tier. But good a lot of the time, I would say that describes psychoarchaeology. Absolutely. And the big thing is, if you decided to research it, because it's like, we're not saying if you just research psychoarchaeology, would it be useful to you? It's like, there's going to be a moment where you want to research psychoarchaeology, and is that going to be useful? I compare this to Graviton. You could research Graviton, and it could still never be good for you, right? Right. Versus psychoarchaeology, if I've decided to research it, like I decided to research Graviton because I have a bunch of PDS and then I never used it. Whereas I decided to research psychoarc because I have a tech skip I want to use. Bam. Yeah. Instantly yeah. amazing and useful. Right. Right. Uh, let's go to Dax of Animators, that old chestnut. <laughs> Gain a ground force when you take a planet. Uh, boy, mm. it feels that feels like an ability that's now baked into like so many facts like with all the deploys and yeah. all like the new yeah. factions having so much stuff daxiv just feels like this completely other I, also how uh, often do you forget to daxiv <laughs> realistically yeah we used to say remembering to daxiv was like the sign of like a professional player <laughs> now it's like i think even having daxiv would be like oh why do you have that like yeah. why do you have that at Are all you thinking d tier um, I am 100% D tier. Yeah, There's no reason to it. get Dax if I think it like basically any game. The only it's reason funny. you're getting Dax, actually, no, there isn't like, I would, ra- honestly, it's funny. If I had to get two green texts because I was trying to get the prerequisites for something and I like, I'm, oh, I'll get PsychoArc. Like, I, even if I'm never going to use it, I'll probably do Biostims before Neural or Daxiv. And I would yeah. even do Neural before Daxiv. Depending on the round of the game, I guess. Right, but, right. Yeah, Daxiv will be bottom of D tier for me yeah. right now. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So let's do biostims. Biostims, uh, definitely better than D tier. Definitely, uh, I think it's somewhere in C and B. Yeah, it's kind of my my initial. Uh, maybe B because actually biostims can be really awesome sometimes. Yeah, like it's it the obvious one. Exactly, it's the obvious one. The big thing with biostims is similar to psychoarchaeology. I always kind of forget that it has that secondary quality of yeah, uh, readying one of your planets as a tech skip and that can also just be huge by itself that that yeah. makes it faction independent i want biostims to be a faction dependent tech and it definitely is not it can also be slice dependent so you have two different factors that add to like quite a lot of situational nature that like there's more and more and more situations where biostims isn't that bad yeah i think so i think so is right, it a tier so is it a tier Eh, nah, I don't think it's a tier. I don't, feel I don't it. think no, it's I don't that either. good. Hyper metabolism. Mm. Gain an extra command counter per round. Man, how do we? This is another one. This one's like neural, where this it's like, like 
I went from like really caring about this a lot in base game to like yeah. now I don't really care that I, much. I, it's still the kind of thing where if you can like get it round one or two, I think it is worth going for. And then it is never, ever, ever worth going for after that. Right. I think Psycho's too good. I think right. Psycho kind of messed everything exactly. up. Exactly. Like Psycho's like a level zero tech that's like better than like the th- the hyper. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like really it's really like, weird. <laughs> It's it's like way too good to be a level zero tech, and I think that screws up the round one get hyper thing. Yep. The other thing is the math with hyper, which was always kind of weird. Yeah. You know, I got to spend a command counter, and then I get one back, and then by round two, I'm right. now I'm a count, command well, counter ahead. Of and what now I we're been, you know? now we get even more trade goods and stuff. So some planets yep. that we would have never spent for command counters, now we're willing to spend for command counters. Uh, which means I think generally speaking, we get more command counters in a game of POK, especially with all the other yeah. stuff too. You got core mining, like you have things that just give you command counters now too. Um, that I, yeah, I think hyper has fallen quite far down into probably C tier. I, again, I C? still think there's value in like a round one uh, thing for, for some, especially some factions yeah, yeah. really need that. They need to find that extra command counter tempo and, and hyper is enough. I think I might be a little closer to B tier, but I'll give it to you. I think I think you are making a strong case for it being C tier. Yeah. All right. Um, rounding off base game or not base game, but basic uh, generic green tech is X eighty nine bacterial weapon. Uh, one of the ones we've had Omega. We're talking about Omega X eighty nine here. Uh, yeah, yeah. To be very specific, which I don't. It, it was supposed to be better, and then some rules changed that made it feel like not better because now bombardment uh it's uh, i don't know what to do with x89 anymore i mean i know for me personally it would be a d tier never research actually like even because it used to be that x89 was well in this situation or this situation but now it doesn't even feel like that is true (laughs) Mm -hmm. i uh, so i think i think though that I think that I have seen people research it in POK and it not feel like it was a mistake. Yeah. I think it might not be D tier never research. It might be the bottom of the C tier. That's though. what I'm thinking like, is because because there's those instances. I don't know. I, I make up theory crafty times. Where I'm like, but sometimes you got to go nuke souls home system or something. How often yeah, but, have I actually ever seen that? How often do I actually see that happen? Well, you hardly mm-hmm. ever see it happen, but also it's. It doesn't, those freaking mechs down there are not yeah. affected. That is yeah, such a huge problem. And, like, and can we, everybody just complaining that. We need that fixed. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you got to be able to bombard, right? Like if there's a, if there's planetary shield, isn't that the thing now? Or am I thinking of it backwards? Now, I always um, get it. I literally always get them mixed up nowadays because. Of, oh, really? Yeah. It, yeah. Cause it, it's like, it really we never really them. used it much either way. All right. All right. I'm pulling it up. After one or more it. units use bombardment. Oh, yeah. against the planet if at least one of your opponent's infantry was destroyed you may destroy all the that's the so it is i mean planetary like war suns and planets without Man. pds can get through this like it, it's so easy to block maybe now. it is never maybe because it's before a that's never the whole research. thing is before it was you just have to have a unit with bombardment and then you do it and it goes through pds and it's great and yeah now it's not that anymore maybe it should like 
be like an action again or something. I, know. I don't know. <laughs> it just, I think it needs to be, Dane is too afraid of making X99 really good. And the problem is the thing that I'm already seeing in our tier list that's actually freaking me out is we talk trash on yellow tech all the time, but actually uh, green tech sucks <laughs> is what we've learned. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, our entire D tier only is neural Dax of an X89 right now. The three worst techs in the game are our green techs as far well, as we're I will, concerned. I, yeah. I, I, I do feel like psycho arc biostims and hyper is yeah. uh like three uh well not hyper but biosims and psycho arc are like really good and also you use them a lot integrated economy we put in the a tier for yellow but right. you never get it yeah, like you exactly. never get it that's true so it's a little inflated looking at it this way and honestly the same is, is, like same is true with transit it's like scanlink is the only thing mm -hmm. b tier and higher that you can regularly get yeah. and at the yeah. very least green has psycho arc and biostims and that makes it slightly better yeah but let's let's finish off this generic color yeah, tech with some red uh plasma scoring i still like plasma scoring quite a lot uh, to be totally honest mm, with you that yeah, extra yeah. die uh, can be really good especially for those pds or bombardment factions uh mm. I, I, I think plasma is something i'm still kind of a little bit in love with even if it's maybe more so than it deserves um I kind of like starting with plasma, but I definitely don't like research. Yeah, the problem. Sure. So the, the reason, if anything, maybe we should talk about AI dev first. AI development okay. algorithm is this yeah, yeah. thing that like allows us to do crazy stuff with red tech because we get to skip other stuff if we're going for like destroyer two or other unit upgrades. So we end up getting AI dev all the time. And that's what makes it sort of a weird spot, because if we could get AI dev, why would we get plasma? They're both the zero level tech. And then generally speaking, you don't need a second red tech once you have AI dev. And that's sort of the problem with like why we don't see this other red tech as often is because it's like, well, you get AI dev so that you never have to get another red tech ever again, <laughs> unless yeah. you're Muat basically. And Muat has a pretty good faction tech that will also skip that. So like it gets it gets fuzzy for me. So where is AI dev up there in A tier with Psycho Arc? Is it that good? I think it has to be in B tier just because, so it's weird, like, Psycho Arc to me is AI dev, but it's better. Yeah. However, sometimes you have to get AI dev because the slice didn't work out for, yeah. for Psycho Arc to accomplish. Right. Yeah. You right. don't actually have the skips that you need. Um, or you're doing some sort of like, I'm going for specifically War Sons thing, which to yep. me feels more situational than... Right. Uh, Psychoarchaeology. So I think B tier is the perfect spot for right. AI dev. I think there are a couple factions where AI dev becomes A tier, where it's like, you're I getting, agree. I mean, you're getting yeah, yeah. that every single time, but because that's so much not every single faction, that's sort of inherently situational. Which yeah. this scares me for red tech then, because I think of AI dev as a pretty good tech, and it's only B tier. So I, I'm I'm nervous for what we're gonna do with the rest of this. So well, let's. Come... I think I think Duranium and Assault Cannon are gonna get the uh, get integrated some... economy. Uh, approach yeah, yeah. definitely um yeah. plasma i to me plasma is even still a b tier tech i think you could probably maybe talk mm. me into a c tier thing but i, yeah, I think plasma hits hard enough often enough that it's actually not that bad now is that there's a lot of factions that start with plasma and yeah and that is it pays for itself i mean plasma pays for itself with Argent flight barony aletnev and the embers of muat those are three factions off the top of my head that i can think of that are like quite a bit better because they start with plasma right yeah 
I don't know how I don't I don't I don't really think it's worth researching though. Like so, right. I I I am more in the C tier. I think camp. I mean, honestly, I was gonna suggest D tier for plasma. Oh, I can't do that. Just never I won't get allow it. it. I'll allow a. Com- if that's how you're thinking, if you're gonna do that to me, I will allow the compromise to C tier at the very least. Yeah, I think I, it's B tier, but I I get it. I just I just think now um, there's so you know we've we've touched on this a couple times already in this conversation, but. POK has really changed the relationship between bombardment, yep. infantry, and uh, ground combat right. in a way where plasma, to me, in base game, felt like it would kind of swing things in right. a way but now that I don't feel like it swings these. Yeah. They get their hits anyways. And then, and then PDS, too, has also, I think, kind of warped into this thing where there's now a whole tier of, like, PDS specialization yep. factions. Right. And... I feel like everybody else now PDS doesn't make sense. Like you need that extra oomph. But that's what's Um, what's wild to me is those PDS amazing factions are definitely made better because I mean, like Argent Flight and Jolnar have these extra right. They start with plasma though, but they both start with plasma. Right. Well, I mean, what are we talking again? We keep coming back to this question of like, how are we talking about this as a tech that I use? Plasma scoring comes in handy. I think decently often but I don't necessarily always research it. So if it was a tech, so, okay, if, if uh, I can look at this list to... though, and, and again, this is why I'm also willing to do the compromise. I can look at this list and be like, is plasma scoring the same as fleet logistics, anti-mass and scan link? No, I'm, yeah. I, I am firmly, I can see that <laughs> as a thing. Okay. I think those three being B tier are messing me up often because I'm thinking of B tier as a different thing. And I, and I'm, I'm getting away from, I've got to get away from what, what B inherent, I, what means to me at first. I just think that if what you're saying is that plasma scoring is awesome, if you start with it, I don't see that as like a very good thing. I see that as kind of like a, well, because I mean, let's say you didn't start with it. Yeah. With like, let's say you were Jolnar and you didn't start with plasma scoring. Would you get it? Yeah, Why? Not, right? Why would you, you get just it? Reroll your hits, anyways. You already reroll your hits. Like, yeah, plasma is like one of the first things you throw out when you do the hero swap of tech, right? You almost yeah. always get rid of your plasma scoring. Right. Same thing. And Argent doesn't even have to start with plasma. I think it's like the right start to right. start with plasma because of the red's ability to get through red faster. Exactly. It has to do with it being red, not necessarily because you really need another another die sure. you know because you sure. already get an extra one from your commander right so i don't know i'm i'm i think i think c tier is a good compromise because yeah. i was legit thinking d tier right track well that. that was a long conversation majin is not <laughs> so hard to classify as firmly d tier right yeah 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 i'm sorry majin you're you're just not you're just not there you're just nothing. i don't know Self-assembly routines is. is a funny one, Hunter. Uh, the one where you get a mech because Hunter, you you've been kind of hot. You've been kind of like liking salt. You've no, been I, wanting no, to do. That's not true. Well, you that's have been researching it a decent. This amount. is this is what I said, Matt, before okay. we started recording. I said I keep getting self-assembly routines uh-huh. and then asking myself why I did that. Totally. Yeah, I understand. So I understand. it's not it, it's not coming from a place of love. It's coming from a place of like trying it out and then this. being like, I don't get this. Like, yeah. why did I do this? So D tier. Um, or do you think I don't think o- it's D. I think it's C. But yeah. So uh, why? The Dunlane Reaper thing is pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's like 
that's like pretty chill yeah i, I did i did so yeah i was tr- i was kind of not telling the whole truth i did like it when i got yeah. it as barony i like I, it's also like i like having it as as cabal it's a handy throwing in an extra mech from the start of the game that's always kind of nice to be honest yeah with you. um yeah but that's the, those are the only two situations but right, that makes but it, that makes it not a we've gotten c tier based off just arborek yeah. like yeah, I'll give it to that. You. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I get you. All right. So, Duranium, uh, we get to repair our ships, our sustained damage ships uh, every so often, every round. They don't get used. A lot, a lot of people a lot of people love this people tech, love I think, a little tech. too much. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's as good as people uh, think it is. Here's the big <laughs> thing is you have to be investing pretty well into sustained damage ships, right? Like, you have to be a dread faction for Duranium to, to work yeah period um, like it it because that's it's dread i mean what well, i guess like titans are gonna find a pretty wild use like a more often use for it um you're not sustaining your war sons as muat so duranium's never really the the way you go as muat because you go magmus reactor instead uh yeah here here's the thing though here's where it's gonna get weird duranium can situationally uh, be really devastating in the yep. right hands. Right, that's my problem with it. Barony's crazy with the right yeah. setup. L one can do some nuts stuff with it. That's the thing. I think you could talk me into uh, Titans. Yeah, Duranium Titans is like it's definitely a thing. Really scary. Um, I think I could be talked into B tier. Yeah, I'll allow I'm, it. I'll I'll allow. I I, I put and uh, to me, assault cannon gets the integrated economy approach and i'm i'm specifically thinking i really think assault cannon needs to be in a tier above duranium oh i was mm, gonna put him in the same does tier. It? i don't know no actually the more i think about it assault cannon is so weird to me because so one time luke talked me into the idea that ambush sucks and it does mm-hmm. and I'm, i firmly believe that now um, What's the logic that ambush sucks? Um, that it that, that you ambush and then you do uh, uh, dr- destroyers, anti fighter barrage, and that's bad and stupid um, because they can just they can just take a hit on a fighter, right? Then yes, they would maybe have lost to destroyer two anyway. Like it just doesn't matter. Right. It just can be right. nothing. Right. Um, and so does I will say that I here I won't push back on that real quick, Duke. Sure. Uh, what about early game though? What about early game? It's a little <laughs> yeah, different. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. It? But is yeah. it worth being an aggre- that aggressive of a of a mentech? I don't know. But this is specifically non-fighter, which makes it a bigger deal, right? Has to. So now people have to bring destroyers. You force yeah. them to build things. Maybe they didn't want to build. Although nowadays people do like destroyers, so uh, they generally have them. Um, and that requirement of three ships. The thing, I, the biggest thing I find is I actually have a little bit of difficulty of seeing this like pop off all the time because like having having a three fleet ship all the time like i have some mm-hmm. three fleet ships on the board and then most everywhere else is like probably just like two ships or something with some fighters or whatever yeah. like yeah. i end up a little bit more spread out than that so it's it is hard to have a big enough fleet for assault cannon to really like pop off all the time i i think this is uh i think this is a textbook b tier tech yeah. i feel where it's it. situationally very good yeah but it is not uh, it is not is it is not always good. Yeah, I where I want I want to say that I think integrated is like a better tech, yeah. even though you see it far less. I think integrated right. is uh, more interesting. It if you maw it early, like I feel like with maw, I keep seeing people pick up assault cannon. Yeah. Um, when extra actually, let's say you got maw like round two. Yeah. And so you get to make your choice in round three. If you have integrated economy 
for like three rounds. By the time we get to round five, the way your stuff is positioned is going to be so much more interesting. Yeah. And if you got a salt, so many more, so many more fighters and so many infantry and better spots defending everything. It just pays off in way bigger ways. I agree with that. Let's get into uh, non-faction specific unit upgrades. We can kind of burn through these. I feel like infantry two. I'll, I'll just even start off with this. Infantry two and space dock two are the two I almost never research anymore, like ever. Space dock two right, for so sure is a D tier. Space dock two is a hundred percent a D tier if ever there was one. I don't see the well, benefit. But there's in that it. one thing. Was the that, here's the problem. Sometimes you need it for the objective. Yeah. I don't think that do makes that. it any better. I think that, like, I'm not going to do that because then we have to do that with every single faction tech. I don't think, I think I have to separate specifically the tech okay. objectives from it because otherwise okay. every single faction tech is jumped up one tier just because it's a faction tech. That's and I'm true. Not. We won't have any, any uh, D tier faction tech right. if we use that logic. So yes, in that, in that way, yes, Space Doc 2 is definitely, definitely. a D tier tech. Yeah. Never research it. There's Infantry no Infantry 2... I lean D tier every once in a while. Oh yeah, I, I mean, me too, definitely, hundred percent mm -hmm. D tier for me. It's like the yeah. textbook D tier tech for me. Right. It, at this point, the problem is POK through infantry two out. Yeah. It's POK's fault. It's yeah. not right. infantry two didn't do anything. Infantry two is fine, but right. the ground combat game shifted. Right. And got more dynamic, and infantry two no longer swings. It's not anything. enough of an improvement. Yeah, it's not enough no. of a of a numerical Dude, infantry advantage. have become infantry are like the, your fighters. They're yeah, like they your HP. Right. They just soak hits. Yeah. They yeah. occasionally get a hit. They're not. But you're mostly just damage. moving the yeah. You're just moving the mechs around. That's Definitely. how you win fights. All right, well then PDS two. So this one is the big thing where it's like this isn't just a stat mm, increase. Yeah, How important yeah. is that extra range on our PDS network? For some factions, huge deal. PDS two makes and breaks. Uh, well, it's funny because we can't really talk about Titans here because we're not talking about that. Won't be a conversation about PDS two. That will be oh. Hell Titan two. <laughs> so we so don't. This is PDS two only for <laughs> factions that, that don't have. Only, yeah. Yeah. So like, well, actually, that's, that's great. only one faction. Yeah. I mean, PDS two um, is is great for Argent Flight. Um, some people mm -hmm. even do PDS two before they do Strike Wing Alpha two, and I think I've come around to that idea. Actually, I think Strike Wing Alpha two is not that big of a deal. <laughs> uh, and so I'm thinking minimum B tier for PDS. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I make a case for A tier? Probably not. Honestly, there's no way it's good a lot. It's not enough factions mm -mm. that it's good with basically yeah there's not enough pds factions i think to give it a tier but yeah b tier seems perfect for it yeah uh a lot of things falling into b tier yeah <laughs> well that's we gonna be big... it's gonna be a bell curve man that's for yeah, sure that's, it's true. Gonna, that's it, true if anything it's gonna be a lower weighted i think you and i don't like tech that much <laughs> like we we like we kind of only think tech is okay which means it's gonna be a lower side weighted bell curve and i think s tier is gonna maybe not hardly get anything else in it like i think there's gonna be oh, very, it's, very, it's gonna there's a couple things no no, no there's a couple yeah. faction techs that 100 percent are gonna be s tier but i yeah. think s tier will be our lowest rank like our lowest number of stuff in it uh, fighter fair. two so fighter two's big thing yeah there's some stat Ooh, upgrades but mostly tough. that ability to move stuff around and have fighters be your gum that's a big oh, man deal. man what you don't what no i like love it and hate it oh that's sure just, it's like i i'm i'm going i'm a b or c with this one and i, I, I don't was know leaning which one. a because it's so shallow um thinking of it in the vacuum or outside of the vacuum like thinking of like psycho arc and how often like oh you have your psycho arc and your blue text skip so you just you might as well get fighter too right i mean hey why not the fact that it's the stat bonus and helps you like really control your fleets and your your airspace 
I think is mm-hmm. actually pretty huge. And if anything, I wish I got Fighter 2 more often because it probably would solve a lot of my problems as a player, which is like leaving empty space way too often. And if I could even just throw a fighter into the mix, it would be perfect. I think that if I think if Fighter 2 is A tier, though, I wonder what that That's means for do Dread 2 weird. and Carrier 2. Well, because like, I like those two techs better than yeah. Fighter 2. I mean, I definitely if we want to skip ahead, I think Carrier 2 is an S tier tech. I firmly mm. believe that. I firmly believe Carrier 2 allows for more room for soak and gives way more range to your units that make you acquire more objectives. Like Carrier 2 wins games more than any other unit upgrade. Mm. And I and I believe that in the, in my the core of who I am. Okay. So it's the best clan Asar upgrade. And if we're talking like clan, like, and I think clan Asar is like the pinnacle of what you can achieve as a fleet or whatever. I don't know. But like, mm-hmm. I, I think carrier two is even better than dread two. And I would maybe put dread two in S tier, but I think I could make a case for, I think dread two, dread two might just be a tier now. Okay. Um, I, th- I will accept these things. It's, yeah. it's not quite the way I had it in my head, but I think if you're willing to push carrier two to S tier, then then fighter two can go in a tier but you're you want to put dread two in a tier as well i I don't know i don't know no no no. i i'm i'm happy with s or a for dread either one works. i don't think dread two is really well here's the problem though it is kind of an s tier the movement helps but it's only it 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 doesn't really do anything in terms of the like capacity thing no but being able to get the dreads where you need them to be right. is often the big very thing is in base game decisive. avoiding direct hit was clutch was like a critical right. thing and that now we don't care about anymore that. that part doesn't matter anymore which is what it is what moves it down to a tier for me i think it was an s tier tech in base game and now it's a b tier or an a i think it's I, honestly now that we've talked about it a little more i think it's still an s tier tech because it still has the multifunctionality of bombardment getting yes. mixed in which has lost a little value but still isn't it's not worthless yeah. Um, and then also it's, you know, it's what reliably generates hits and like right. most fleets, you know, yeah. like, but is that here's, here's a little hiccup for you. Is that just that like dreads can just do that. You do not need dread two to get those hits or to soak those hits. Right. Right. But dread knots are an S tier unit, but it's dread two in an S tier upgrade to that. I think, unit. I think two movement is enough to, to, to carry it yeah. because the thing is, Otherwise, you're doing that thing where, let's say you just had Carrier 2. I mean, I, I love a game if I have Carrier 2 and Dread 2. That's pretty great. And my fleets are going to be real chonky. Um, and I'm going to be able to fight wherever I need to. Uh, without Dread 2, though, sometimes you get in those weird situations where it's like, ah, I can't get... Yeah. If I could get more Dreads here, I could win this fight. You, right. You've got to be able to relate to that. Oh, Matt. absolutely. Like, no, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there, there are many times where the Dread getting there makes or breaks what I wanted to pull off. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with that. I'm good with S. I love it. Okay. Destroyer 2, I think, has to be A tier for me in this new world where we all love destroyers and fighter screens are really good. And if anything, people are starting to like... It's funny. Destroyers are the, the meta. Destroyers versus fighters are the meta of TI where it ebbs and flows. As people start doing more fighters, people just start building more destroyers to combat this those. And then people why... start building less fighters, and then destroyer two isn't as good. And then people start building right. more fighters again because people are doing less destroyers. Like it just keeps going back and forth. I think that the number one thing that I hate about fighter two is that, like having fighter two in A tier, is that fighter t- the fighter two thing is only useful to me in a situation where I 
like okay it is just as smart at this point to me to gum with destroyers and then get destroyer two in the late game like that yeah, actually rules good. and i feel right. like i do that more these days yeah than get fighter two and then get my fighters there i still occasionally pick up fighter two right but now that you've put destroyer two in a tier along with fighter two i just feel like destroyer two is a better tech yeah i and, agree with that no i i actually completely agree i was just thinking of like destroyer two being like much higher than fighter two than uh in a tier but like i'm happy to because destroyer 2 just very much needs to be an a tier tech i'm happy to put fire fighter 2 in there with pds i think pds and fighter 2 pds 2 and fighter 2 uh come up just as often as each other i think so too okay yeah. good i think we actually do see this the same way yeah definitely uh okay. cruiser 2 this is a weird one we don't you and i historically don't really like cruisers mm -hmm. thus don't generally like going cruiser 2 but those situations come up where like cruiser 2 gets the infantry where they ah, need to situation. be ah, situation exactly hmm. <laughs> yeah oh, I, so I, it's we're talking b tier or c tier i think definitely. for cruisers yeah. yeah um and i think as an early game option i've people have been selling me on the idea of that early cruiser 2 that does a little bit of extra work in the early game you know what i mean mm, and it's yeah. it's not a late game unit and that's not what it's supposed to be used for right it's not it's not meant to be a late game thing but it's meant to be that early game thing so if your tech path is set up for it and you can get it fast enough it can do quite a lot for you i'm not gonna fight you on it but i i kind of wanted to say um oh, but yeah. Hunter, i kind of want you to fight me on it because i don't know i don't think i actually want to put it in b tier i think i well, just wanted to say it <laughs> Let me let, let's consider this. I wanted Matt. I wanted the people to like me more than they like you when it comes to Cruiser Two. That's all I wanted. It was oh, like, you just well, Matt that, talking. That to, I'm good cop. Yeah, I wanted to be good cop so you can be bad cop. Fine, I'll bad cop it. Um, Cruiser Two. Uh, it's uh, I don't know, man. Just go blue. Like, right, what are you just doing? Go blue. Just tech. get what gravity driving. You can send a real ship over there. You know, like <laughs> it's like oh. Who needs three movement well, in round actually, two? That's the thing that's so funny about it is to get Dreadnought 2, generally, you have to get Gravity Drive, which means my Dreadnought moves the three movement that the Cruiser 2 would... Anyways, but I don't have to get Gravity Drive to get Cruiser 2. So usually yep. Cruiser 2 is yep. making up for the fact that I really just don't want to go Blue Tech. I hate it. And it's not nearly as good as Blue Tech. And like, it's just the other... Like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, Cruiser 2 seats here. Come on. Get real c for Come cruiser babe how yeah, can you not for cruiser how do you not get us um, and now that this is the hardest one i Ooh, think and it is the sons. last base game war sons yeah here's the thing about war sons takes forever to get which we've been trying to not account for right we've been trying to yep. be like well what yep. if we maw yep. world's war sons you still have to buy a 12 dollar unit and these uh -huh. are very specifically not we will talk about prototype war sun too in a minute that's a different conversation to get to have but war sons mean you get war sons and then and only if you could like build war sons before you got war sun tech and they were just like dead units that are like we're working like a death star that's being worked on right like the prototype if it was just sitting there and then once you got war sun tech it could go do stuff war sun would be like a way more useful tech because it's like when i have when i get some weird surge of money i could buy my war sun versus like i have to save up for my war sun until round four and then maybe buy my war sun that then doesn't get used right that's the story of War Sun. So I, this one's really hard for me to decide if it's B tier or C tier or even D tier. <laughs> um, well, I don't think it's D tier. Let's yeah, take D tier I, off the table. I, I, I think get that's your fair. hand off the gun, Matt. Come on, <laughs> calm down. Um, 
It's not D tier. Um, I'll say, the, 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 here's my general take on War Sons. In base game, I was not convinced that anyone, no. at, even Muat, right, actually did it. good with War Sons. <laughs> and now that we have POK, I am now convinced that Muat does all right with War Sons. That's about as much but as But we specifically changed. can't talk about Muat in this conversation because they, they don't research War Sons. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. We're talking wow. about everybody else getting you War Sons. just blew my mind. So here's yeah. what we're talking about. Here's, here's who we're talking about here. We're talking about Joel Nahr. Hakan. We're talking about yeah. Hakan. We're talking about the really weird, freaky people that play super weird, uh, like Barony sometimes. Like there's this weird. No, let's not Barony talk of people. them. Let's not speak of those people. This isn't for them. They don't need us. You know what I mean? And well, actually, they do need us. Here's what we do for those people, Matt. Yeah. We create the normie yeah. TI. We are we are the normies. And like, we let them be freaky. And they yes. get to be, they get to ride yes. high on that freaky it's a, horse. It's, it's a copacetic relationship. Like we're perfect <laughs> for each other. We get to be the right down the center, you know, uh -huh. just like, like those people. If you're not creative at all, go blue tech. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, we're, 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 we're creating a mainstream so that they can be cool punk rock and, yep. and secretly we love them. Right. Um, if you can all world's war sons in round two though, would you do it? No. Yeah. No. Almost never. So C tier? <laughs> War Sun C tier? Is that really is that it? I mean, it's a good unit. It's a really good unit. I mean, Prototype unit. War Sun 2 is gonna do really well. Yeah, Prototype but, War like, Sun's gonna do War great, Sun? but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about War Sons. Yeah, I think they are kind of Christmas land. Let's put them in the C tier. Yeah, they, that's where they belong. Get <laughs> Sorry, down there where freaks. you belong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We should take a break. Uh, and then we will come back and we will do all of the faction specific stuff that I stupid, we could have been done right now. This could have been the whole episode. And now we have to do, uh, even mo like literally more than twice as many texts. It looks like, please so. go back and listen to where, to the episode where in the rundown, he brings us up and I immediately <laughs> try to get him to walk back and he won't do it. Like, please check that out because you need to right now. Okay, here we are. You have a you have a face on. You have a, a frustrated look upon you. Oh no, I'm fine. Oh no, I'm fine. Well, let's I'm great, okay. Yeah, let's get let's get into it. We're just an hour deep into our tech <laughs> tier okay. list episode. Hunter, you never want to do this with with me, but I'm serious. Can we lightning round it? Will you let me lightning no. round this? No, uh, we do the job. You are job so annoying or, with this show. You always want to give them what they deserve, and I, I want to give them what they deserve. Or, you know, we do the job or we don't do it. Yeah. I'm never ever. I'm never ever half butting yeah. this show. Right. Okay, you get my whole butt. You okay, get the whole butt all the time. Well, the one thing I want to point out here um, that w was became weirdly apparent when we were building just the prep work for this list is mm -hmm. man. There's so much yellow and green tech. There's so much when you oh, get into for the faction, faction tech. tech. Yeah, all yeah. the faction techs are yellow and green. Basically. There's like no blue. There's five blue and six red, and that's it. Now, now that's not including kind of like what tech paths unit techs make you want to go down, but just in terms of raw color tech non-unit upgrades, right. it's ridiculous how weighted this stuff is. And which is what's so funny is 
we still talk about yellow tech as if it's bad. And I'm curious what this whole tier list is going to look like once we get all of these faction techs in there. Like how many of them? It's like, how often do you have to go yellow tech anyways? Because the yellow tech is really good or whatever. Let's start with yellow tech because I just want to see how this okay. pans out. Because there's a couple in here that I know are great. Uh, so to start off, Barony Aletnev's L4 Disruptors. People might literally need us to reread <laughs> that because you've never, we, we can, we could probably skip this one because you don't even remember that they have it. But L4. It's, it's that space cannon doesn't work on invading yes. ground forces. During invasion, yeah. units cannot use space cannon against your units now that counts for ground combat as well oh it's only invasion yeah that's what sucks about it is it's literally only during a ground combat like you don't even get to use it against no. pds in space combat and that makes it no, super annoying no. you never no. get this you never ever ever no. get this no, this, this is here this is the most d tier tech of all time yeah it was researched one time in the tournament by somebody that just likes it <laughs> okay like it. Yeah. and then the commentators were all like uh, Whoa, why, weird. Why'd yeah. they get L4 disruptors? And it was just like, you know what? Chill. Anybody can, you know what? I, this is important to say this at any point. If you want to research any of these techs, you should. Just yep. research whatever tech you want to, yep. bruh. Yeah, All right. I don't care. This, this, this well, be creative. Do your own thing. Prove us wrong. I to, don't care. To follow that up, we have University of Jolnar's E-Res siphons. When you get activated, oh, gain four yeah, trade goods. Uh, oh, yeah. Just chuck it yeah. right in there. Can we have a, yeah, it's definitely S tier. If we should have a higher than S, S tier, <laughs> that's like S plus tier. That's like borderline breaks the game. Yeah. It's so good. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hegemonic trade policies. Uh, that's the one where you can flip the influence and resource values. Um, it's the Winu one yep. and you would use it most commonly on Mechatol Rex. Um, I, I would go no higher than B. I think it's a C Personally. Oh, I'll say C. Base game, it was like you, you, your game sucks and you have to get hegemonic. That doesn't necessarily make it an amazing tech. I've probably said it's pretty good before. But yeah, it got so much worse in in yeah. this. In POK, just, it's, it's just not so really far out of your way. I mean, it still can do useful things, especially because Winu's like probably more firmly getting Mechatol more than they ever did, which means like you have a base set up on Mechatol. So hegemonic should be firing off more. Mm, now I'm selling myself into B, but you just don't get it. You just don't have time to get it. I think, we, it's, I think the it's problem is we've been trying land. to not make that argument for for a lot of these texts of like integrated economy was like well if you have it if i had hegemonic as winu i would love it right hegemonic yeah. might be a perfectly maw of worldable tech for winu if you get maw of worlds you should probably get hegemonic trade policy would you agree with mm, that no mm. no because um there's other ways to get around yeah the whole like building on Mechatol Rex now, like think about Sling Relay. Right. That's a pretty cool way right. to get around that. Yeah. Um. Just keep you know just keep that. throwing out more and more ships. Mm -hmm. Um. I also think that I don't know. Like it's not that it's not that big of a deal these days. I feel like to to keep Mechatol Rex if you're Winu. Like in base game, it was like oh you have how will to, I ever yeah, get a true. hold of yeah. it? You know. And now it we're not necessary. in that situation. Not to say that. that it's easy. I'm not trying to say it's easy sure. to keep a hold of Mechatol Rex as Winu, but it used to be like freaking impossible. Yeah. And now I would say it's pretty doable. Yeah. Uh, next up is Yin Brotherhood's Impulse Core, where at the start of a combat, you can kill a destroyer to produce one hit and they have to assign it to a non-fighter. I really want to put this in D tier. Um, it's just Yeah, so, me too. So me too. It's, it's basically nothing. You uh, shouldn't next, get it. You shouldn't get it. <clears throat> next up is Inheritance Systems. The, uh, the L1Z1X, L1Z1X tech, tech uh, spend two extra resources to research any more, right? Yeah. I mean, this is dead. This is a dead tech in POK. You can skip tech it has like crazy. Pretty much died. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty it's, important tech to base game, but I think it is completely dead now. Yeah, it used to be really cool. Um, I, 
You want D tier? I'll give you it. I would have maybe argued for C tier, but eh, I just don't nah. see. I cannot see when you would need like in the in the games now where like you don't get the skips you want. I would not solve that problem with inheritance systems. I would not waste the money to solve that problem with inheritance systems. I would just yeah, just get AI dev. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. have no skips, you may as well get AI dev. Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That way. I'm with you. Um, I'm with all you. right. Uh, next up is Extra Kingdom's nullification field. Quite mm -hmm. a good text still. Pretty, pretty yeah, good. So that Hard one is that one. Hold up. This so that is spend a CC from strategy and then yep. end the other player's turn after they activate you. So they activate your they burn units. a turn. Yeah, and then they burn a turn. Um, ooh, probably at least B tier. I'm thinking B or A. I'm kind of leaning yeah. B. Uh, I think the spend a uh, strategy counter is what makes it situational B tier. Uh, if if it mm -hmm. like didn't cost you a command counter or whatever, if it was some sort of other like some sort of neuroglavy defense i don't know but the fact that it costs you yourself a thing um it just it's not quite it's it's an incredible it's an incredibly powerful ability but sometimes you don't even get to use it because you don't have the like people can play around it and wait for you to not have the tokens well and that's okay so so people got to stop using that as a thing right. people got to stop saying well oh well you don't even use it because sometimes that's the idea of something yes. is just as good as it exactly. you know what i mean right the, like, the, the fear that you might use it means i don't do things to you and i agree with that you may not yeah. ever use nullification field because people go it's not even worth it they're going to burn the why am i even going to bother that yeah. is that is super great um yeah but sometimes they can just get through it anyways more often than um something like neuroglave which we'll talk about um yeah. all right mentac uh coalitions salvage operations gain a trade good after any combat and then you can build one of the ships you killed after you win the combat so uh -oh. you gain a trade good uh -oh. no matter what i have a bias towards this tech so i'm gonna recuse myself whoa, 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 whoa. I like... I, what's what's your bias because i think it's great too i think it's oh, a wonderful man, tech especially it. it's in pok it so <laughs> this little tech generator we've seen people do crazy stuff with salvage operations. salvage yeah, operations man. gets you a 10 spend 10 trade goods objective sometimes like it's okay worth a all right so, so we're both on board for being biased towards this oh 100 bud <laughs> okay all right um so i'm thinking a or s <laughs> Okay, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do with it. Salvage ops should be A, and then mirror computing gets to be S. That's what okay. I mirror do. computing is the one where the trade goods are doubled in value. Yeah, um, and it's a three. Yeah. It's a it's a very very expensive yellow tech. But Mentech is like these because salvage ops is there. It's like you're going you're gonna go full yellow tech as Mentech. Oh my god, that's, I that's love actually it. totally fine. I love and it. And salvage ops makes mirror computing better. Mirror computing makes salvage operations better. There, it's, it's so a match cool made in whenever. <laughs> it's so cool that whenever you're playing as Mentech and it's the end of the game and they're all trying to keep you from making money and you're just starting fights to make money yeah. off of salvage yeah. ops. I it can't rules. believe that Mentech is still considered a really bad faction. I it, it yeah, hurts everyone's me so much. wrong. They're they're actually still great because they've got such a good kit left over from base game. Yeah. Like who cares if they didn't get anything really good? Which they even got something kind of good. The hero is okay. Right. Like it can actually okay. like save your butt. Yeah. Uh, let's Anyways. do Hakan's quantum data hub node. This is well. This is a no brainer. This is three trade goods and a it's costly ish. Not really. Sure, trade nah. goods are easy to not come for, by. Not for Hakan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you get to then steal a, a strategy card. This is S tier with S -tier. a bullet. Yeah, S this, this would maybe be this would probably be in our S plus tier if we were talking about it, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, yeah, the entire game changes around this tech. So, right. Uh, next now, up, I will say this, though, I've, yeah. I've seen I've played a lot of games where because the whole game like moves around Quantum Data Hub node, it feels like uh, people keep stopping it. Like yeah. they keep finding ways to, to like just, block like, it or whatever. But but it's like the whole table yes. will like right. could, like have to do something about it. So it's it's obviously an S tier, but like. It, it's weird how many times I feel like I've seen games where 
they get quantum data hub node and then it's just like the whole table's like well we're gonna do all work. types of crazy stuff to yeah. mess you up right uh next up we're getting into some pok stuff like the f some proper pok stuff non uh base game or generic we've got nomads temporal command suite this is what after is any player's agent becomes exhausted. You may oh, exhaust yeah. this card to ready that agent. If you ready another player's agent, you may perform a transaction with that player. That last part, I think, is awesome, but it doesn't really get used in any meaningful way. But I was so... Yeah. I think it's... I wish there was an even more, a further ability than that, where I wanted an ability that lets you transact with uh, players when it's not their turn or your turn. Like, I just wanted one faction to do... To, I wanted it to be not Hakan. I really wanted Mentak to have the ability to just trade with people on anybody's turn. <laughs> like, no matter cool. what. I just yeah, wanted yeah. that so bad. And it I ended like up that. here, and it doesn't really get used. So that first part is more important. Refreshing an agent as Nomad. Your three agents are good. This has the most synergy with your trade good, uh, Artuno the Betrayer. Because you can eh, refresh the trade goods mid-round. But even that's not super great. You it's can not super great synergy because you're not making extra money most of the time. Unless right. you have a, unless you have like another way to get trade goods from the supply, I feel like it's not really that worth it. Right. I don't love it, but I know no. this is an underdog tech that a lot of people root for and right. say is better than we think it is. Sure. But for me, personally, it's a C tier. I agree. Now, that's exactly what I was going to say, and I'm yeah. glad you said it. So I'm happy we don't have to argue about it. Airy Hollow Lattice. The Argent Flight Tech to uh, prevent people from moving through your structures. It's Ridiculous. the anti-light wave deflector. Mm -hmm. And lets you build, from, uh, basically turns your PDS into giving a planet production. So it sort of turns it in. I don't know why it, it has that. I don't know why, why it has it, it but it turns that? you into like a soft uh, Titans of old sort of thing. So ridiculous. Um, which is super great. This is an amazing tech. Uh, it's S tier. It's S tier. Ooh. For sure. Okay. Oh, I S for sure think it's S tier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it protects your home system to such a whack degree Dude, if you set up for it correctly. It is. I think we're going to talk about Strikewing Alpha 2 eventually, which I think is good. I think it's been a little overstated. Airy Hollow Lattice is, is why the, Argent is a yes, game winner. Like, I agree. It's the key to, it's actually the key to Argent flight. I, I would agree mm -hmm. with that. Uh, all right. That finished, man, now looking at Yellow Tech, like, it's so funny that we dog on Yellow Tech, but but faction specific when you look at it, Yellow Tech redeemed is like them. This yeah. absolute crusher. It's just so yeah. good. Yeah. And I don't think Blue Tech is going to do the same thing. Let's talk about Jolnar's spatial conduit cylinder. Uh, yeah. This is the blue. This is the Jolnar tech that nobody ever gets, even though it's not so bad. Um, but it's it's just so rarely useful. You may exhaust this card after you activate a system that contains one or more of your units. That system is adjacent to all other systems that contain one or more of your units during this act. It's like a defensive tech where you can send everything where you need to, which can be clutch, but is quite situational, more situational than even B tier. Highest this could go is C tier. Is it D tier? I think it's C tier. I think, because I, I was going to say B or C. Yeah. And you said no higher than C, so I think we should compromise and say C. I agree C with C tier that. for spatial conduit <laughs> uh next up is wormhole generator which is the omega wormhole generator of ghost yeah. of Creus, which is now an action to place a wormhole makes kind of makes your creus iff useless we used to have be really goofy with creus iff because wormhole generator wasn't very good now it's crazy good however your mechs can kind of do the same thing so sometimes you don't even need wormhole generator to get your yeah why did dane do this he's why like did dane make down it <laughs> on these wormhole tokens instead of like a new way to i don't even know yeah it's like it's so much more than you need you start with a blue tech which means you can research this uh not right away it requires two blue right wormhole generator does yeah um, 
So it's, I mean, you're gonna go blue. You're gonna go a little bit blue tech as as ghosts, anyways. But the stall is kind of a big deal too. Sometimes you the, really need the that redundancy stall. of it, though, is really obnoxious to me. Yes. Um, but I don't want to put it in D tier. It's not that bad. No. So I'm probably somewhere. I'm probably a C or B with uh. With I'll call it. Generate. I'll call it C because even the stall quality of it. You're gonna get sling relay before you get this, and then like, do you yeah. need both of those? You don't yeah, generally sling need relay both is a better stall. Um, yeah. So I w- I would rather rather do that and then and then i would rather get fleet logistics instead of wormhole generator basically so mm-hmm. it's just it just falls mm-hmm. too short um next up is lazix gate folding the winu blue tech that puts an alpha or a beta wormhole above mechatol rex uh when you activate it it's this is i don't know you're the one who played winu the most recently i think this is a, a d tier tech but i feel like in our in our episode oh, a couple weeks ago you talked it up a little bit more than that yeah, no, I like it a little bit better than that. I definitely would say that there are some situations where you do. It's it's not okay. So the thing about Lazix gatefolding that it'll be it's hard to talk about in this context because it's the type of tech where I'm glad I have the potential to research it. Yeah, because you're going blue I, tech, you're right? In, you're in its path. Yeah, I could pick it up. Um, I would hope not to have to research it, but th- but it could be that the players force me to research it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By digging deep into my slice and separating me from Mechatol Rex. Maybe they don't take Mechatol Rex away from me, but now I don't have a way to get to Mechatol Rex for some reason. I don't have my, light my wave, I guess. always comes weird. down to you even then still need a wormhole. So it's like doubly right Double yeah so, situational. so it needs both of those things to happen which is why it should be c tier xmas yeah. land okay yeah I'm, I'm happy with that next up is clanasar's okay. chaos mapping s tier that's a big one yeah that's, that's um, s tier big time i it's, would make it's an better than good a lot because the here's the thing the the fact that you can't be attacked in an asteroid field is like what oh, right. saves clanasar's yeah. game it's not just yeah, the building true. the building thing is a tier the building once per turn without activating it that's a tier that might even be close to s tier but the not activating not even activating if mm-hmm. it were just like you can't move ships in but i can fire my pds or something that's one thing but the the fact that you're not even allowed to drop a command token in that asteroid field while they're there makes it ridiculous chaos map yeah. is, is definitely s tier okay uh, I'll, then, I'll give it to you i think that's right finally we've got empyrean's aether stream uh, after one or more of your, you or one of your neighbors activates a system that's adjacent to an anomaly, you may apply plus one to the move value of all the players' ships during this tactical action. What we've learned is anomalies are always all over the place, so this applies to most systems on the board. Most which of means, the time, yeah. Uh, Empyrean can do a double gravity drive or skip gravity drive if they really want to, and you can hand that out. You can get paid for it. So this feels quite good. I think it's an S or an A. Yeah. Um, I, I think there lean, could be an argument for it to be an A. But. Yeah, I'm leaning A. Um, I think movement okay. is hugely important and it's a big deal. But I, I, it's, I can't say Aether Stream is what like makes or breaks your game. You know what I mean? There's other things yeah. in the Empyrean toolkit that make or break your game. Dynamo stuff like that. They're they're. Mechs. I will say though. It, it will be very strange if we put Aether Stream in A tier and then Gravity Drive is an S tier like that is weird like plus one to a single ship but is an s tier here, here's the reality but, is mm-hmm. i feel like that is when you we are breaking or being hypocritical and it's like aether stream is further in the tech tree <laughs> like you're getting gravity yep. well, uh, are you though because you start with det and you might get slink no you want to get i don't know i i don't know man that's a good argument is gravity think, dri- does gravity drive actually right. deserve to be S tier? Does gravity drive it, deserve to be S tier? Yeah, yeah. I've seen people push so, back yeah. on gravity drive recently. I think patience uh, has been fighting the fighting against gravity. Was it patience? Well, what's the point? What's I don't point? remember. Do I don't. Know? I can't even think of what the point was to remember who said it. So, whatever. 
Um, I do think I'm willing to be that goofy though and give Aether Stream, Aether Stream an A worse than Gravity Drive. <laughs> no, no, we can't. Gravity allow that. Drive builds wow. off of everything I, else. I was not prepared for how quickly S tier was going to balloon out of control. My uh, my bell curve theory was way off. There's S tier techs all over the place, man. <laughs> we could, we could, we could. Uh, what about this? What if we put Aether Stream and Grav Drive in? A tier. We bring Grav Drive down to A- to A tier, and we put Aether Stream in there with it. I think that's actually right. I think Gravity Drive has been. I think we bloated it too much. It, it was it, also like use, the first one we right rated. We so use like, it, in, but is Sling Relay that much better than Gravity Drive? Eh, that's pretty. Man, good. I love Sling Relay. <laughs> <laughs> Sling Relay it's rules. Good. It's a stall. It's a oh, stall, man. and you build something. It's but the like, thing is, like so many of our strategies rely on telling people to get gravity drive so that you can get the custodians point. That's okay. Right, which is there. why it's eight here. No, 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 no. That's where I have to make or break my point here. Is Ooh, yeah. Aether stream. You, you are never getting round one, so Aether stream will never help you get, get you custodians. Yeah, yeah. Gravity drive, drive gets, gets so you many people custodians, and it's the timing Dude. of gravity drive that matters. It's Bam. so true. Yeah, you I nailed up, it. I made up an argument for it. <laughs> All right, grab drive S tier, uh, Aether Stream A tier. If Somehow. You, if you want to fight us about it, you should have listened to what we just said because we figured it out. <laughs> uh, next up is Green Tech Instinct Training from the Extra Kingdom. Uh, this is where Ooh, yeah. uh, you get to stop uh, an action card. An action card. Pretty yeah. good, huh? Sabotage. It's inexhaustible, so you only get to use it once. It's also, round. once again, a strategy pool thing. We, we knocked quite a bit of points off a of nullification field, an incredible tech. Uh, because of the cost of it instinct training. yeah but it still made it to b tier that's not bad and i think um, i feel the same about instinct training. yeah i kind of feel that way too in base game it was better because mm. you could come into any base game uh like match and think like oh well at some point someone's gonna play a horrible card yeah. on me but now right. like that doesn't that's not a given now you do your hero and then can't even play action cards during your hero anyways the one time you care about if they're yeah, playing action cards against true. you they're You're not right. allowed to do it so it's like what do i need instinct training for dude you're if, not gonna if, do anything to me i'll say i'll throw a gauntlet right now you know because obviously people are gonna you know be, they're gonna be debating our tier list for forever and letting yeah. us know how we got it wrong and i love you um but if dane will nerf yeah the extra hero do it an, an omega extra hero i will promote both null field and instinct training up to a tier yeah because I, think, I think even I, th- I think this nerf would would actually fix the extra hero just let people play the action cards just d- just treat it it takes longer like it'll be a mess of like mm-hmm. how long it takes but let people play the action cards yeah but then people could get like imperial rider i know involved. so can you everyone should be everyone should get yeah that. okay okay just let, yeah, it, let yeah. it happen for everybody and now it's yeah. a risk the extra has to take that's crazy yeah, but yeah, but but I then they have right. to get instinct training, and then they block your imperial Ooh, rider. That's oh, the whole I thing. I see what you're saying. Instinct you're... training then becomes your way to do it. Exactly. Yeah. So. Wow. And so they can like sabotage your card. imperial rider, which needs to happen anyways. But then you can instinct training their sabotage. Like it, it makes instinct training an I incredible tech. I love it. If they can, this do is that. a great fix, Matt. Thanks. You should. You should you should be the new Dane. We should elect you to be Dane. I'm the new Binks. Uh, let's do <laughs> transparasteel plating. Uh, so transparasteel plating is the yin. I mean the Isaral tribes tech that lets people not be allowed to play action cards on you after they have passed, which is generally a thing that happens a lot for Isaral. Isaral's close yeah, yeah, to yeah. the last to pass most rounds, especially nowadays with how quickly you get Biostims Magion. But the problem is Biostims Magion is so good that we've seen Transpara still played and go down. I think that's a mistake, and I think people should stop getting hypermetabolism as Isaral tribes. 
Yeah, it should be like it should be. Yeah, it, you start with neural, you get biostims, then bio you get transparasteel, transparasteel. Yeah, Mageon. Yeah, yeah. You don't need the. I don't know, man. Like hyper, hyper's really kind of falling off for me. Yeah. Um, I think this is crazy good. This makes this makes uh, an Asarl last round sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes, but but also like it's not like Mageon. No, where it's, it's not. Like Absolutely really, not. really good. I I'm thinking transparasteel is B. Oh, okay. That's where I was thinking. So let's yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. B no, tier no, no. for transparency. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty great, but it is still situational. I mean, it's you're not getting mm-hmm. it every single game, but sometimes it's it's. Or even if you do get it, sometimes it's only situationally gonna even come up that that it is useful. Um, it's a good yeah. little defense to have. Um, next okay. up is Arborex Bioplasmosis. Uh, this is okay. an extra infantry. This is at the end of the status phase. You may remove any number of infantry from planets you control and place them on one or more planets. This is like what I said earlier. I wish transit was. I mean, yeah, what transit diodes was. But this is not during the middle of the round. This is you have to wait till the end of the round, which I think gives it that knocks it quite a bit. Like the fact that it's oh, at the man. end of the round, it really, really hurts it. It's like um, a, it's like to me, it's a broken D tier tech that should be fixed. Like yeah. it should it should it just could have, have a different it could be a C tier so tech better. if it had a little omega to it. But I, I think I agree. I don't, it's, yeah, it's I, I don't think it has any use anymore. It, yeah. it's 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 again it's like it wasn't good in base game and then the way pok shook all that stuff up yeah um it shook things up in such a way where now it doesn't even make sense it's like right. i'm not even sure why you would use that yeah next up is hakan's production biomes this is where you pop it as an action and then you get four trade goods and somebody else you have to make them get two trade goods which I think, like, I kind of feel like the way POK came in and was like, anyways, let's just give Hakan, like, an, more, an more, agent more that's even better than production biomes. Yeah. So I actually feel like this might be a D as well. Like, production it costs biomes. a strategy pool, too, to do that. It costs a strategy yeah. just to gain four trade goods when I can just, re- I can just refresh myself. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> right, right. Well, you can't refresh yourself. You can, ref- you can, if you refresh yourself, you get two trade goods instead, right? I think that's how it works. Is that the right? Hakan agent? No, no, no. You can replenish. You can you can replenish your commodities, or you can gain two trade goods. Oh, that's so what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I forgot. Um, yeah, production biomes. I think it's D tier now. I think it's just it's again. It's like bioplasmosis, where the game moved in such a way as to not it no longer makes sense. Oh, you know what? I misspoke. Uh, Karth the Golden Sands is replenish another player's commodities. You may exhaust oh, yeah. this card to get, but yeah. Hmm. Actually, that is tricky. Um, but that's how you get the money. Hmm. Dude, but you get that for free. Like you don't yeah, need to be also researching an extra tech and going down green. And, it's like yeah. two green. Are we ever going down green tech as, as Hakan anymore? We never get this tech. Um, yeah, it's, it's certainly not worth the investment and we're saving those command counters for quantum data of node. I'm never going to yep. use a command token on production biomes when I don't want to burn nah. it. I need to save nah. it for, for that. Next up is yin spinner, which is yin spinner Omega. Uh, Yin Spinner did get an upgrade and it is quite good. The difficulty yeah, really with good. Yin is always like if you can get it in the right timing. Um, and so if we're talking a little bit absent of that idea, I think Yin Spinner technically goes up in my book of how mm-hmm. good it is. But I have to. I don't what know, does I it do again? Can you, can after you, can you remind pro- us? After you produce units, place up to two infantry from your reinforcements on any planet you control or in any space area that contains your ships. It, you this just, this like you get two extra infantry anywhere if you get this on like round three it's like completely buck wild by the yeah. end of the game but yeah. it it yeah the problem is know, it's, like it's it. solving a problem yin doesn't have is the biggest right. problem here right. is it's, yeah, it's yeah. not a thing yin actually needed to do it is a great asset and lets you get even bigger stacks of yin infantry on your stuff but did you 
Did you need that? Was that actually important? Yeah. I. What about B? You thinking B? Mm, B tier? I could almost situational. Say C, but I'll. I'll. I think I want to give it B because I think I, I just. just ha- I had. I had a yin game where I where I had it and it was well. Like, and you ha- and if you play things right, you you have that green skip, so you can get to yin spinner decently easy kind of i mean i don't know if i even want to research the base i mean I'm you're you're like right psyched. in saying that it solves a problem that you don't have which is hanging on to stuff but i think there's a there's a lot of potential there well yeah no i'm talking myself into uh, it being c tier it's, it's c tier it i it's wish C-tier. it was better but it just it just is c tier uh next yeah. up is freaking asarl's Magion implants steel action cards nowadays you bio stim you steal two action cards around ridiculous is this s tier or does um, the, it's s tier but i hate off? it it's, it's S tier, but I hate it. Yeah. My question is, does it actually pay off that much? Well, probably. Yeah. Yes, Two stalls yes. and denying people action cards and gaining yep. action cards yourself. Yep. It's freaking yep. good. It yep. makes and breaks the Sorrow games. Uh, next up is Nalu's Neuroglave. If someone activates you, they have to spend a fleet supply. This is, to me, this is better than Nullification Field. Even though Nullification Field is a bigger hit to your opponent, in the idea that both Nullification Field and Neuroglave actually just prevent people from deciding to attack you neuroglave is always active whereas nullification field is not always active so neuroglave is a little bit harder to get to especially nowadays like we're digging really deep into green tech but i still think neuroglave would technically be better than nullification field but i can't put it in a tier so i think it just belongs in the same tier as neuro as nullification field so b tier yeah i think that's fair yeah Situational. It's pretty. It's pretty great, and it's but it's situational because can you get the tech path to get there, and is it actually helping you win the game? Is it situationally great? Mm, maybe not. Sometimes it may just not actually matter all that much. Um, I just don't. I, I think it's really close to A tier, to be honest with you. Like I, th- I think this yeah. is upper B tier, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's next talk is, about prefab. Yeah, Nasroka's prefab arcologies. This is also three tech requirement, but this one means every single time you explore you refresh a planet you ready your planet um you get this early it's like a completely different game for you as an Osroka. it's ridiculous um yeah i can't i feel like i can't talk about it too much because i haven't played a lot of Nazaroka. oh and yeah so i like to me the effect sounds underwhelming like when you just read it uh-huh but i have seen in games where it was just like completely ridiculous it, sometimes it feels like you have infinite money it's just like you can't stop having money i, I think it's harder to play with then like i think geniuses play with this tech very very well and it's an s tier tech for them i think for us normies prefab arcologies is an a tier tech that it's really good it's gonna it's gonna net you some extra money over the course of the game but it is a mental weight on your game that you can't expertly use. if you can't perfectly use it it ends up not being that big of a deal and i think that's what makes it kind of an a tier thing to me i like that i i think it i think it smells like an a tier and also someone like patience or you know some genius mantis patience tg welch all those people would be like oh it's s tier for sure because they know because they can just make it work so much better than I right can. right but, but we're the normies yeah we're the normies matt okay uh, next Remember. up is empyrean's void watch uh this is in that neuroglave uh, nullification field sort of sphere um where except for this one is that, that they have to give you a promissory note um and it's after they move it's not even after they activate they have to move ships into a system so they could like they could pds fire you or whatever but more importantly it's just a promissory note yeah I think it's like definition C tier. 
where like yes there are christmas land uh things where it could come up and be good but for the most part it's it's not good yep and then finally we have mahawked gene sorcerer's genetic recombination you may exhaust (laughs) this car (laughs) before a player casts votes that player casts one less vote or they remove a fleet pool but they can just put one vote on whatever you said this is don't research this is a dt it was like messed up it's like it was a mistake came out wrong uh so yeah that's a d tier tech if i ever heard one genetic recombination (laughs) get out of my sight all right let's keep man we still got more all right red we're gonna get through red here uh ghosts dimensional (laughs) splicers uh i mean the thing here is you can uh you can make this one do quite a lot because i mean as ghosts you can put wormholes kind of all over the place if you play like a really mech heavy thing you can get wormholes in a lot of places and then dimensional splicer adds a pre-combat hit it's like better than assault cannon except for it's more situational in where it gets used but ghosts have the tool tools dim- to get it used in kind of a lot of ways dimensional right? splicer though doesn't uh it can be assigned it, it, it can be assigned to fighters just assigned to anything yeah yes, so true. i would say it's I, I don't know if i think it's better than assault cannon no actually i it's think it probably might be tier i i i was thinking b tier i you could have talked me into a tier but mm. i think I, think I don't think I tier. feel it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think okay. I feel a tier for dimensional splicer because let's, 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 it's really good. But again, it only works on like certain spots on the board. Although, in terms of like my flagship gets to use it, my home system gets to use it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I go back and forth with this one. Sometimes you just have games. Remember? Where whoa, whoa, wait, it, whoa, it whoa, wait. Hold work. up. Hold up. The for the flagship, it is making up for something that flagship That's true. should have. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It only hits. It's one a guaranteed on a hit instead of one on a five, right? Instead sure. of the two on a five, it's a guaranteed hit. But you are right that like the flagship intentionally accounts for maybe you get dimensional splicers, which is wild. Um, yeah, yeah. But you assign B. it. Here's the other thing: dimensional splicer. You assign the hit. You kill the yeah. carrier. Sure. You snipe a carrier. That's mm. really good. So it's not. It's wait. Not the you fighter assign thing. the hit for dimensional splice. You may produce one right? hit and assign it to one of your opponent's ships. Yes. This oh, is okay. this is, yeah, this yeah. is like better than. This is better mm. than than uh, freaking stupid old assault cannon. Your opponent mm. must destroy one non-fighter. Mm. No, this is better. This is better. This is, I'm talking myself into an A tier. You assign the hit. Come on. Even though it's situational on the board, you build so many situations for yourself as ghosts, and then you assign the hit. I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, What's next, the next up one? Is Muat's Magmus Reactor. We're talking Magmus Reactor Omega, though, here, which is that your ships can move into supernovas, which nowadays Muat also builds a supernova, puts their own supernova on the board. And each supernova that contains one or more of your units gains production five ability as if it was one of your units. So you can activate that supernova and build quite a bit of stuff out of it. That part I feel like rarely comes up in a yeah. way that where it's like like maybe you get like one build out of it yeah yeah um and honestly would, you have a lot of stuff that already does that so right i would almost call this um b or c and i lean much more heavily into c because honestly i don't know how often muat needs to move into the supernova the big thing is you move into a system and then you nova seed it and then the only thing you're going to do for the rest of the game is move out of that supernova you do not yeah, need to go back magmus into that nova. yeah, yeah you right. get magmus for free when you nova seed so to yeah. me that makes it actually a c tier the only reason you get magmus is because um it's better for you than duranium because you don't really want to sustain your war sons anyways and if you have to go the very slow way which you don't you're getting ai dev like it's just nowadays in pok you're only getting this because faction tech comes up and sometimes it's maybe better than that, but I, I feel like it's C tier. The problem is that 
I, I feel like you end up, yeah, I, I, I'm down to put it in C tier. I feel like um, you see Muat get Magmus a lot because so many of the red techs that they could get um, if they're going down red are just like not great for them, except for Assault Cannon, I guess. Yeah. So it's like you get Plasma, you get AI Dev, um, and then you still need uh, another red or a yellow. Right. So you can't get into a situation where you're like, I guess I'll get Magmus because Majin, that's not helpful. Right. Self-assembly routines isn't helpful because I don't produce. And you in don't the want right to get way. the yellow. You would rather use AI dev on the yellow tech is what you're saying. Right. Like, I'm not going to get Sarween and I'm not going to get um, like uh, Scanlink. So I'm using AI dev to skip the yellow and I need to get a third red. I might as well get Magmus. Maybe it I'll happens. end up drawing faction techs. Right, right. Like it, it just, it, I feel like it gets researched more than it is useful because there's just a problem with the Muat path. Yeah. Um, which would be cool to explore further. But yeah, C tier for Magmus Reactor. Uh, next up is Barony Aletnev's non-Euclidean shielding. Ooh. It's very, very, very good. I think in base game, this was a classic S tier. I yeah. think it has degraded down to an A tier. 100% agree. Yeah. Yes. I, I, it, which it can, is, it's important it can do to crazy that, things, and it's good a lot. It's good a lot, right. a lot. It doesn't necessarily mean it wins you games every single game. It's not it used to be, closing things out for you. It used to be in base game, the NES Duranium thing was like, well, now Barony is completely untouchable. Yeah. And that feels less true these days. I do want to mention, though, that, of course, NES does apply to the mechs, which is nuts. And really that's where good. Barony is still like completely unstoppable, yeah. is on the ground, oddly enough. Like, right. that's where... Right. Barony, the one, I feel like their one weakness got like perfectly cleaned up in POK, and we still for some. Oh, but their their heroes bad, so they're a bad. They're not. They're not very good. Like, wh what are yeah. we talking about when people say Barony's not good? It blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got Sardak Norris Valkyrie Particle Weave. Ooh, biases. Mm -hmm. My bias. <laughs> Actually, no, this isn't good. This got this replaced is... by the mech. Like, yep. you don't this need this at all. Percent, this this got completely replaced by the mech. I that think this true. is D tier, yeah. Because Valkyrie you're not even going to go red tech as Sardak. You're going to go for yeah. your other... We're, we'll talk about their other faction tech. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. And it's the opposite right. direction as this. So, well, um, uh, so Valkyrie Particle Weave is the one where you just, like, generate a hit on yeah. ground combat. If they like, hit you, you get, you get a hit against them. It's, it's yeah, when yeah. you get hit, you get a hit back. Um, but your mech just does that, so whatever and you don't really need to double down on that like you're you're also right. plus one on all the things like you're pretty good at ground combat and valkyrie particle weave isn't really where you need to change things up i would say yeah um yeah next up is nasroka's supercharge um this one on paper it's like some people like this and i don't get it because at the start of a combat round you may exhaust this card to plus one result of your unit's combat rolls i mean it's it's a morale boost yeah that's it so a single round of ground of of combat you get plus one now, the reason this is amazing on Nasroka is because that one round of combat, with, when, if it's with your flagship with a bunch of mechs, that's going to oh, yeah, hit hard. Like, that's a big swing, right? That's huge. But any other time, it's like not really anything. Um, yeah. I'm smelling so, a B or C yeah. here. I'm kind of leaning C. I want to lean C. I think people will give us heat for that, but I just don't think it deserves B tier. I don't think it's that important. It's not very... There are so many better things you're doing, you're doing as Nazroka that Supercharge is not changing your game up in any meaningful yeah, way. I think you're right. I think you're right. And finally is Vulwraith's Cabal's Vortex as an action. Exhaust this card to choose another player's non-structure unit in a system that is adjacent to one or more of your space docks. Capture one unit of that type from that player's reinforcements. It's, it's, it's a stall. It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. It's not I'm thinking far, A or B. It's not even out of your tech path. You start with a red tech so you can get this at any time. Yeah. Um, I get it 
almost every Cabal game. Like I end me up too. It. Me and too. And you use Does it a lot, like an A tier. It's four like, bucks around. Like if you're just getting, if you're just using it to get dreadnoughts, it's a stall dude. and four bucks around. And you can use it to harass as yep. well, which is crazy. And every once I in a while, A-tier. you steal a freaking war sun or some, or like yeah. you know, or, yeah. or whatever. Like you do crazy stuff with it in conjunction with your. If you're focus firing with your agent and this, like you can do a lot of damage to some factions that maybe don't deserve it. But <laughs> I think Vortex is A tier. It's good a lot. Awesome. It probably yeah, I, yeah. you could you could push me into B tier, but I don't think Hunter wants to do nah. that. And and I I think somebody else who really wants to hate on it could push me further down but i don't think i want to i think vortex is a tier okay last wave hunter we got to do all of the faction unit upgrades which means yeah this is going to be super weird hunter because uh most of these should by some metric go a tier higher than their like they unit upgrades no that's not how it works but, but here's the thing unit upgrades across the board are in some way an improvement on yeah, the right. normal unit upgrade right this is about whether you whether you should research it or not sure and this is about um how much better i mean like a unit upgrade could be about as good a little bit better than its generic version of it right um so let's let's just go ahead and get into it arborex latani 2 it's an increase in um the the combat value but more importantly it doubles your production is that something arborex needs to do no d tier B tier, never get it. What what tech does Arborek even get, man? Just like Sarween and that's it. Just Sarween and then you're done, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Movement tech. At that point, it's like, should you even get Sarween? I guess you just need it uh, for round two. And then after that, it's not even important. But yeah. 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 Uh, Next up is Spec Ops 2. Your Spec Ops started one better. This makes them one even better than that. But it's still just infantry that's fighting one better. These these are these end up being infantry that fight on what a six. That's, yeah, that's pretty. I mean, that's other people's mechs, right? So they're just not soaking right. a hit. But it is it is actually dealing as much damage as a mech. I think this is the only situation where you get infantry two. Yeah. Actually, also though, you could get infantry two as Sardak, and I wouldn't be. Yeah. So I forgot sure. about that. But no, I want to keep infantry two in the D tier because yeah. I don't care. But. No. And, and Spec Ops 2 C tier is what you're thinking? I'm thinking probably C tier because it's not B tier because it's not even situational because the thing is the problem with Soul is you have so many other tech to get that are more important. Than yeah, this. dude. This is the yeah, last unit Ops upgrade two. that you get. Yeah. You're getting Carrier yeah. 2 and you're getting Fighter 2 long before this. You're probably getting Dread 2 before you really need this. I don't yeah, know. That's I, true. I might walk that statement back. but No, no, no. But I, 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 you're right. So Spec Ops will go. Spec Ops 2 will go um, in the C tier. Yeah, as far as researching it goes, uh, Crimson Legionnaire is trash and bad. Yeah. D tier. Uh, oh my god, both the faction texts for Mahawk, for Mahawk we put in D tier. <laughs> yeah, Yin almost got there, but Yin got one of them just barely into C tier. Mm-hmm. Yin Spinner mm-hmm. just made it. Now, if it had been base game Yin Spinner, yes, that would have been in the garbage. Okay, we got Hell Titan two, the Titans PDS two. Uh, this gives it production, right? It doesn't have production yeah, until right, you upgrade right. it. But everything else, it does the other stuff beforehand. It, but it this this adds, of course, the deep space cannon aspect to it but it was already fighting it was already pretty decent at space cannon uh and it already was a sustained damage ground force in your fight like it was a it was a free soak basically but now it also builds i think that i don't care what we do with um l titan 2 or saturn engine 2 
I just want to go ahead and say my feeling is that I think Saturn Engine 2 is a whole tier above I wherever Hell agree. Titan 2 is. And I don't yeah. think Hell I don't necessarily always want Hell Titan 2 because like the thing with Titans is just that I get my PDS out so quickly that the grid is pretty good. Now increasing that with the deep space cannon is really, really good, which is why it's definitely better than PDS 2. So I think it makes sense. I'm glad PDS 2 ended up in B tier so that Hell Titan can be in A tier. And let's go ahead and okay. just skip ahead to the Saturn Engine so, 2 so, conversation. So you're saying, where that's you're saying Hell Titan S2. 2 for okay i see i see i maybe would have done it a little differently but i'm okay with this so hell titan 2 in a tier and then saturn engine 2 in s tier how would you have done differently just i, I, I maybe would have just said like i don't care about hell titan 2 and pds2 being in the same tier i think it's worth then, it i think it's titans okay. it's actually i think the production is often worth it and the deep space cannon spread of it is definitely worth it um so okay i think it's a pretty I'm, good. I'm all right with it i'm good with it uh next up we've got our weird uh space dock upgrades we've got floating factory two for the clan asar this increases the movement up to two which is pretty good and it increases your production capacity which is generally hard locked because you don't put your space docks on planets so you, mm -hmm. this is kind of your only way to increase production capacity although you have chaos mapping how much do you care are you are you bad copping production. me right now? Because you're no. gonna make me point out why none of the what you no, said. No, none of it matters. No, I hundred. I'm not even bad copying you. I was trying to give it its little day in the sun here, but I think Floating Factory Two is a D tier. D -tier. You could here's why maybe you talk me into a C tier only because of the movement. Only nah. because of the movement. Nah. The you idea to solve the movement. You can use Mendoza on the space it. dock. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, do I, you I really need a Mendoza gravity drive space dock two with two? Yeah, like, do you need a four movement? How space much dock? movement do you need for this space dock? <laughs> like, I'm sure you can get it around without getting floating factory yeah. two. Dimensional uh, tear two, I want to say, is a hair better. That's what I well, feel about it. Here's the thing. Yeah, about dimensional tear two. Dimensional tear one is great. Oh yeah, I forgot. What? Dimensional tear two is also really bad. What yeah. does dimensional tear two do for me in any meaningful way? It makes it lets me do double the fighters instead of six fighters in the system. I can hold twelve fighters in the system. That never comes up, and then I, <laughs> I, I can turn my production five to production seven. That's nothing. That is not yeah, an increase. Nothing. Um, yeah, no, no, so no. this is a useless unit upgrade to me. I, D tier. I, I also D -tier. put it in D tier. All three D space for stocks. Dimensional tear too. All three space stock upgrades made it into D tier. Um, Never right. upgrade your space stock. Our our special fighters from Nalu, the hybrid crystal fighter two. We put fighter two in B tier. These are half price and one extra combat value. So these hit on a seven, which yeah. isn't bad. I don't know if that's enough to get it all the way to A tier though. Yeah. Like. I just think that in general, Nalu tech is not very good. Right. Like, yeah, I do not like, feel a need, a requirement to get Hybrid Crystal Fighter 2 every single game as yeah. Nalu. And I feel like that would be yeah. a requirement to call it an A tier tech. What am I doing as Nalu, though? Man, that's the problem is I don't even know anymore. I don't know what I do as Nalu. I just, I all I want is put it logistics. In, I think you should just put Hybrid Crystal Fighter 2 in B tier. It doesn't make sense with Fighter 2. I don't care. But I think it's just um, saying it's not high enough. It's not better enough than fighter 2 to really put it into a new tier on his own although yeah. are we really saying hybrid crystal fighter 2 is that much worse than basic destroyer 2 i don't know if i can allow that uh i definitely think that yeah i definitely it's think definitely the worse than hell titan 2 no you're I, i'm sold i'm sold okay okay big one big dog maybe maybe not a big dog strike wing alpha 2 let's hear your take. i think it's pretty good i think it's uh i think it's an a or an s but i feel pretty firmly that it's an a i cannot basically. call it an s because once again uh i can do enough with striking alpha ones 
they're doing most of the heavy lifting. The only meaningful thing, I mean, it improves the anti-fighter barrage, and that's a big deal, especially yeah. given their abilities. But that, mm-hmm. that 9 to 10 thing is a great defensive ability. I just don't think it makes it S tier. Well, then, well, so so were you thinking B? No, 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 how, I'm thinking How low a. were you thinking? No, no, okay. no, no, absolutely not low. It is an amazing, it's not worse than Destroyer 2. <laughs> like, it's, <Right. laughs> it's clearly the very, very tippy top. I think this is the best tech in A tier. Ooh, I think Lightwave is the best tech in A tier. That's probably. And I fair. think arguably Lightwave maybe should be an S tier, but I don't care. I would ar- yeah. If I'm gonna make any arguments at the end of this, it would be like Lightwave and Strike Wing should both move up to S tier. I just I feel like I can't put Strike nah, Wing Alpha I, as I S-tier. like Strike Wing where it is. I like because where it's, it is because it's really about the. I don't need to. That's the big thing is I just don't need to upgrade this every single game. I really right, do not right. need Strike Wing Alpha two. I need All right, what's the next hollow lattice. All right, we got yeah. Souls Advanced Carrier 2. Hey, if Carrier 2 is an S tier, guess what? Advanced Carrier Advanced 2. Carrier 2 definitely is an S tier. <laughs> yeah. No way. It's no very, way. very good. Yeah. It's crazy uh, good. <laughs> we've got Super Dreadnought 2 from L1Z1X. What does this actually change about L1Z1X's dreads? Well, here's the problem. Is Dread 2 is an S tier, so it makes sense that Super oh, yeah. Dreadnought 2 All would of be these have to go up way. there, don't they? Should Dread 2 be S tier? I don't, I'm I'm rethinking mm. Dread Two is S tier. I'm seriously rethinking it. I think that it is S tier for so many factions. But here's but the question: Is it S tier for how many factions is it S tier for that aren't L1 or Sardak? Let's think about specifically Dreadnought Two, not the faction specific ones. Yeah, it's yeah. Good for Bar- It's great for Barony. Great for Barony. Good for Titans. Good for- can, or can be good for Titans. Can be good for Titans. Uh, it's good for. Uh, Nope, not Empyrean. Ghosts. You ghosts, ghosts. It's good for. Good for ghosts. Good for uh, Jolnar. It's pretty good for. Yeah, great for Jolnar, um, I would say. Good for. Um, mm. I don't I know. Dread, There's more. I think. I think. I. I think Dreadnought Two has taken enough of a hit for me, especially yeah. because of that direct hit thing just not mattering anymore. I okay. really think okay. normal Dreadnought Two. We need to knock down to A tier. So okay. that we can take a better look at L1 and Sardak Nor here. So, well, I'll say this. So Super Dreadnought 2 is actually not a very important upgrade at right, all. Right. You don't need to get it. It like, barely improves your bombardment and it makes your capacity 2 instead of 1. Which is Oh, it does? I forgot oh, wait, it wait. improves bombardment. It what improves, are you talking about? Oh, wait, no, no, no. You're, you're right. Actually, it does nothing, does it? It's just movement 2. And That's the all it is. Hit thing. So it's the same thing. It's basically the same. As yeah, we should just put it in A tier with, with with regular Dread. It just kind of goes in there with Dread. Because you always so, end up like I play L one and then I like have to get it basically, yeah. but it doesn't feel like I'm not getting it because I'm like, oh, this really opens things up for me because like yeah. it's really just that my big Dreadnought fleet probably needs to move somewhere. Yeah, problem. Right. Yeah. Exotrium two though. Yeah. That there's a game changer. That one rules. Yeah. And uh, I will let my biases. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'll 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 follow you to the ends ooh, of the earth on this one. Okay, so S tier for Exo Trireme two. The uh, best no arguments will be. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, we will not hear any arguments. We will no, not hear I any mean, arguments. seriously, seriously, that after a round of space combat, you may destroy this unit to destroy up to two ships in the system. That is insane. The number of times I've seen that do it's wild, like yeah. devastating stuff. It's yep. completely insane how good that ability is. Yep. Uh, okay, we're down to the last two, and it's Prototype War Sun 2 and Memoria 2. It's funny that we're going to end on Memoria 2, the like, only distinctly unique, unique unit upgrade, but let's do Prototype War Sun 2. So War Sun was C tier, but we said Prototype War Sun 2 is obviously better than that, especially in POK, where it's much more attainable, and 
Muat generates quite a bit of trade goods with their little engine, which means yeah. 10 trade goods is not a hard thing to, to afford to get, to build. You, you start with a War Sun, so Prototype War Sun 2 is already improving a ship you already have. That thing I said earlier, it's true for Muat. You just have the War Sun, and you're probably, I mean, you need to build a second War Sun so that you can unlock your commander to get those yeah. economic abilities. You probably already built it. That's so. the problem, actually. That's almost yeah. the problem is you probably already built it before you got Prototype War Sun 2. But regardless, you can replace them cheap, cheaper. The three-movement War Sun is huge, huge deal. Yeah, I don't know if it's actually that huge, though. I think it's... I'm thinking A or B for I, this. I, I, I would lean A because I think it is quite a good unit. Uh, it's very, very scary when it's on your doorstep or not I even on your can... doorstep when it's on Mechatol and it's like, hey, this can get to home systems if, but if see, it wants. This, this, this is why I think in the in the games where uh, Muat researches prototype War Sun 2, it's because they're losing, which is a weird thing to bring into this discussion. But it's because you're like, oh, I need to crush this other person. Yeah. But like, it doesn't help you. Like, hopefully you've already gotten Mechatol Rex if you're playing Muat. Right. And like, so Prototype War Sun 2 isn't going to help you get that. I feel like it only helps you threaten other players. Yeah. Which, I don't yeah, know, I don't know. The I think three, I, here's here's my here's we've settled my other, on A tier, and I think a, I can I can do A tier. Okay, I'm a, okay a, with A tier. Yeah, I, I would not put it S tier. It's absolutely not an S tier. The only other thing I would say is because of the threat of Nova Seed, that three movement is a big deal. Basically, yeah, that's that, true. That's my that's other fair. trade off. Is like even if you're not doing anything else with the War Sun, it's going to put Nova Seed somewhere, and three movement is like quite a lot of range for Nova Seed to have. Mm -hmm. So we mm -hmm. round things off with Nomads. Uh, Memoria 2, a uh, thing we have not talked about at all yet because it's an incredibly unique unit um, in mm -hmm. that it can be upgraded at all. And uh, hey, this is a crazy good unit when it's upgraded. You may Man, treat we have to factor a lot this of stuff unit in with this. as if it were adjacent to systems that contain one or more of your mechs. So it's got this crazy teleport ability. It is mm -hmm. critical to your hero. Uh, it's two on a five. It's anti-fighter barrage, five, uh, three dice on a five. Uh, capacity six, move two. Um, this has got to be, this has to be S tier, right? Yeah, I think so. This is the best right. individual unit in the game, right? Yeah. Even if there's yeah. only one of them, like yeah, oh, a ton of Saturn Engine twos are scarier than a single Memoria two. But as an individual unit, this is the best unit in the game. Yeah, and I mean, it gets to break the cardinal rule yeah. and just uh, for the hero parade, just like move around Dude, and crazy, activate itself over stuff. and over. Yeah, it's it's definitely S tier. Yeah, it's like a must. I will get say this: Nomad. I I overall I like so the, we made these tiers. We we just we didn't discuss it beforehand. We just started doing it, which is the rules of Galactic Council episodes. Um, I think we may have overvalued unit upgrades in definitely. general, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's one thing I'm noticing. Like yeah. looking at it, like, <laughs> let's go over it. <laughs> let's look at these <laughs> disgusting, stupid tiers that are wrong, but also perfectly correct. S tier, <laughs> our best and favorite techs, Gravity Drive, Sling Relay, Carrier 2, you're noticing a trend, uh, E-Res Siphons, Mirror Computing, Quantum Data Hub Node, uh, Airy Hollow Lattice, Chaos Mapping, Mageon, Saturn Engine 2, Advanced Carrier 2, Exotrireme 2, and Memoria 2. Yeah. This is why Blue Tech is so good. A couple of the blue techs right. are S tier techs. A couple of uh, a handful of these unit upgrades that require blue, at least a little bit of blue tech, are some of the best things in the game. But I think we dog on yellow tech too much. Now it's faction specific, but holy cow, the really good yellow tech is crazy good. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how yellow tech works. Is yeah. 
it's basically useless unless you're playing like one of the factions that yeah. needs it like the three which, four and it's, factions and it's, it's those four right there it's a con it's mentak it's jolnar and it's argent but yeah. for everybody else yellow is just like whatever useless. who cares yep yeah. uh, next up is our a tier which is good pretty often, um, but little some factor makes it just not quite as good as S tier. We start with light wave deflector, which is the one where I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I know. I don't care. Uh, and then dark energy tap, integrated economy, psycho archaeology, destroyer two, salvage operations, aether stream, prefab arcologies, dimensional splicer, non Euclidean shielding, vortex, hell titan two, strike wing alpha two, dreadnought two, super dreadnought two, and prototype force on two. I'm comfortable with that a tier actually yeah that's pretty good i think that's yeah. it's all solid tech but it's like hey sometimes you don't get it sometimes it doesn't pay off to have gotten it whatever right uh b tier is our like kind of situ more situational than that fleet logistics anti-mass deflectors scan link transit diodes bio stims ai development algorithm duranium armor assault cannon pds2 fighter 2 nullification field instinct training transparasteel plating neuroglave and hybrid crystal fighter 2 yeah weird that's I, a weird i don't have one. a lot of problems with those that. are those are all fine the, the ones that i feel weird about are like well because some of them hit really hard right like fleet logistics is a game again is a game winner in like really intense ways it's just that it's, Specific it's situations, like it's yeah. used it's useful for a turn right or two turns within the game total yeah um, and, bio the, and the fleet logistics one way. the fleet logistics one is tough because it's useful on the turn where you win the game right so that's why it's like kind of hard yeah that one yeah. but um yeah. our c tier is kind of our like it's generally not very good but maybe every once in a while you're rewarded for having bought it and that's sarween tools uh basically the uh, the arborec condition <laughs> mm -hmm. graviton laser systems because sometimes it hits but also it's just scary it holds people off scarier than you think predictive intelligence hypermetabolism plasma scoring self-assembly routines cruiser 2 war sun Hegemonic trade policies, temporal command suite, spatial conduit cylinder, wormhole generators, Lazic skate folding, yin spinner, void watch, magmus reactor, supercharge, and spec ops two. Spec ops two feels out of place. <laughs> I don't care, man. It's win more. It's it win, is win more. more. It okay? is win more. But boy, win that more. felt weird in the, the last second there. <laughs> So, oh man, what? I can't wait for all the think pieces. I know. <laughs> and then D tier, the never research this. You've wasted your time. I cannot forgive There's you for so having bought this. this. Neural so motivator, this Dax of animators, X89 bacterial weapon, mage and defense grid, space dock two, infantry two, L4 disruptors, impulse core, inheritance systems, bioplasmosis, production biomes, genetic recombination, Valkyrie particle weave, Latani warrior two, Crimson Legionnaire two, Floating Factory 2, and Dimensional Tear 2. I actually, I stand by D tier more than I stand by C tier. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the one, the, the tiers that I feel the most uh, concern about are, I think, S and C, yep. basically. Yep. That's where I feel like we're going to get a lot of flack. Oh, but yeah. who knows? I, I, I never know where we're going to get the flack. And yeah. I'm excited to receive it. So yep. flack us up, everybody. Flack me, daddy. <laughs> Black me, daddy. Come on. Get us. Get us. Get riled. I, this was a long episode, too, so you've had a while yep. to get riled up. Yeah, you exactly. Know? You've been steaming here for two hours, and guess what? This is where Hunter, in this time moment, have to stop, and we're going to kick it to future Matt and Hunter with your rundown. Yeah, well, I'll... When, you know, there's going to be a little break here, and when, uh, when you hear from us again in, like, two seconds... We're gonna have have some war news. Yeah, we've got some to talk. news from the front. 
Yeah, that's let's do that. Let's cut to our new our our war anchors, news from the front lines with Matt and Hunter. Take it away. It's the future. I want to thank our weird bears, Big Al Cappuccino, Farganess, Squeamish Emu, Brassbird, Brian, Kalu, and John, Son of Leto, Alice, Sunfax, Absol, Rwise, Fancy Zeeling, TG Welch, Rumor Hippo, and our little peace turtles, Patience is a Virtue, My Son is also named Bor, Anvilier, Frank G, Gaskio, Rekka, Carnal, Naderade, Nick, Privix, Rolo, Uncle Batty, Teddy's Jam for You, and Goondock. Man, I thought this was supposed to be news from the front. Yeah, you. Yeah, I proposed a fun bit, and Hunter the... gave me four seconds of silence, and then an okay. So I decided <laughs> against the bit because it didn't well, feel like my partner was yes anding me. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, well, uh, as an apology to you, Matt, um, I I just want to say that the we're deep in the war arc, and um, I'm not having fun. The show's not fun, and I hate it. Uh, However, I will say this: um, the 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 Thai coalition, the coalition of the uh, Galactic Council that uh, wants to tie every single poll, which is uh, they started this; it's all their fault. I accept no responsibility. They failed uh, yep. to tie the uh, war poll. The uh, the call an election option uh, received a hundred votes, which was just three more than two of the other options and five more than they got close. It was really, very this close. This is a success for the no tie coalition that formed. I'm yeah, very proud job. of the, the hard, hard uh, fought battles by the no tie coalition, really doing their best to uh, make this a thing that we're allowed to do rather than just completely hog tying us once a month and forcing us to just like make up new arcs for the show. Yes. Um, so the call an election option has been chosen. So that means that there will be an election. Uh, how will an election work? Well, um, it won't be nice and it will be sloppy and weird because <laughs> the Thai coalition is out there and I will not um, give them any space to do uh, the weird operations that I know that they will try and do. So from the release of this episode, there will be 24 hours uh, during which any galactic counselor may nominate uh, one other galactic counselor. They may not nominate themselves. They can only do it within a 24-hour period from this episode's release, and you do it in the Galactic Council text channel on the Discord, okay? You have 24 hours only to get your nominations in because the poll is going to go out on Thursday, okay? So the poll where we take every nominee, every person that was nominated by an individual galactic counselor... Uh, will get on the poll. Now, if you nominate somebody that's already been nominated, that doesn't really count for anything. So nope. you may as well nominate somebody somebody new. You only have 24 hours to do it, okay? Um, good luck, all right? Good luck <laughs> tying that one. You will fail. <laughs> and again, I will only accept one nominee from And each, it does have uh, to be counseling. a user. You do not get yes. to nominate every, uh, every galactic council. That doesn't no, get the in text. That doesn't get to be the option. We will not accept every galactic counselor. Sorry, yes. Wecker. Yes, yes. And then here's what happens. So then there will be the poll on Thursday, um, which means that we're going to record an episode and we won't know the result of that poll, whatever. Um, But uh, by the time we record the next episode, that poll will be done. If you tie that poll, uh, and there's technically no speaker chosen because there's a tie, I will be speaker and I will rule over the Galactic Council with the Iron Fist. So this is actually your only opportunity to give power to the Galactic Council. Otherwise, we take it back. Yes. So, tie coalition. I Let me extend this olive branch. It will be cool if you elect someone, 
Like, it will be cool, and it will be fun for that person, it will be... With and we their... can hold regular elections. We can change it up. You know what I mean? So the speaker can change I don't know. every so I don't often. Wanna, I don't want to commit to ever doing this again, sure, uh, sure. to be honest. But uh, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, maybe there will be like a... I uh, mean, eventually, a, a, a valid speaker that currently is one will not... It's not a position for life, is all I'm saying. <laughs> like yeah, they yeah, will yeah. have that's, to rescind their position, and whether or not we give it to somebody else... Maybe you know what I realized is we haven't we actually described what the speaker does. Um, yeah. And that's because we don't know everything that we're going to have the speaker do at this point. It will be an elected representative yep. from the Galactic Council. The, I know one thing they'll do is they will bre- they will break ties, yep. um, which means that if they are not willing to break a tie, then they are not eligible to be the speaker. Yep. They Worth must noting, be. We will also make future ties more difficult. We are going to change the structure of Galactic Council polls. There will no longer be two rounds of polling. The way it's worked in the past is there was the first round with four options where you can vote as many times as you want for as many of the options. uh, And then the top two go to a second round. We're getting rid of that. Now it is one poll, four options. You get one vote. Good luck tying it across four things. We've already seen that you can't do it even when you have multiple votes. So try doing it with one. Now you only have one vote. Ooh, gotcha. Democracy has (laughs) struck again. Um and of course, we'll see how this uh, how this ongoing structure uh, goes. We just wanted the we want the tie arc to be done. Yep. Um, we thought it would be a fun way to get out of it. I feel like we've only empowered the people that are in favor right. of ties, which is what I want to end right now. This yep. ends now. Yep. Okay, we're done. Um, because otherwise, I'll be like, if you tie, if you tie the speaker poll, then I'll be the speaker, and I'll I don't know what I'll do, but yep. it'll be it'll be bad. Um, so don't do that. Let's let's elect someone and give someone a little bit of power in the community. Pick someone that you think would be good. Like yep. like nominate someone that you think would be uh, like like good at at uh, I don't know being uh, like someone in the community that you feel like deserves a little more uh, recognition. That would be a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, speaking of galactic counselors, the yeah. tournament signups for tournament four, the 2022 Patreon tournament are starting yes. in November. People have already started signing up for Patreon in October, and hey, we love that and appreciate it. November is the month where you want to make sure you are signed up during, uh, because yes. at the end of November, we will look at all active patrons for the month of November, and they will be the ones that receive an invite to the fourth Patreon tournament that we will be kicking off in, hopefully, January of 2022. Yeah. Um, also, Homebrewers Guild, we are currently working on technology, regular technology, no faction technology. Um, just give me your alternates. I'm going to um, build a whole new tech tree out of just Homebrewer Guild submissions. Um, and right now, uh, well, actually, somebody did actually submit their a whole redo themselves. I'm not going to use everything they put in, obviously. Sure. Um, maybe one or two of the best things, because I want to vary it up as much as possible as far as submissions. So please... Send me what you got. If you only got one tech, that's totally fine. If you got a whole redesign, that's fine as well. But don't expect me to use all of your stuff. I might just use like one or two. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about that game. We've been getting a nice influx of uh, this Imperium Life stories. Uh, so keep those coming. I think, Hunter, I think we're getting close to having Ooh. enough to be able to do a proper This Imperium Life episode. So look for that on the horizon. Very uh, good. But keep sending them. It's, maybe this is, we can call this like your last call. It might be a couple weeks of last call, but last call on sending us cool stories, stupid stories, big mess ups from players, big uh, amazing achievements from players, whatever it looks like, just amazing prose of like a normal thing that has happened but you've written it beautifully i don't care but send me your story about twilight imperium uh and then we will do a whole episode where we read them 
uh, for the entire thing. Um, also, if you want to rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. Five stars would be killer. Thanks so much. Uh, if you are in favor of ties, give us a five star rating. If you are, if you hate ties, give us a five star rating because we, we, yeah. we clearly have been supportive of both in the recent months. Uh, and you can also find more information about this podcast on spacecatspeaceturtles.com where you can see info about our Patreon and how to become a galactic counselor and all of the things that have been going on with that, as well as our Twitter, our Discord, our merch, etc. Yeah. Hey, Matt, I just want to say, because I've been thinking about, the, through this whole recording, I've just been thinking about how I didn't yes and your bit, and I feel really bad about it. Um, and I just want to apologize again to you for that, and just say that, you know, in the future, I think if you have a bit idea, you should just throw us into it. You know what I mean? Just yeah. just put me there. Put me I, put me on location. That's you a know? good lesson, is I, I need to quit presenting bit ideas to you. A bit is no good if you've heard it, and then you are asked to act it out. You're better Dude, off being tossed into the bit in media me, res. Right, because, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and well, and that's also how improv works for the most part, and then also, well, no, that wasn't meant to be snippy, I was just saying, like, that. that is actually, that is actually how they do it, and and then, you know, this is just, like, a, a comedy thing, but it's always really hard to tell somebody a joke you wrote in conversation, sure. and it's almost never as funny as it is, you know, in, in the moment, you know, yeah, I feel like, there. I feel like I need, um, to be repaid for for my embarrassment so i feel like we have to end this episode with hunter you just telling me a joke that you've you've been trying to work on recently i think you just have to tell me a joke now at the end of this episode um okay but it has to be clean for the show yeah, oh, or shoot. like yeah maybe you're maybe you don't have this you don't I am have working the on a new joke that. <laughs> you want to hear my new joke I, yeah, well, let's i'll go. sell i'll tell it and maybe it gets taken out. i don't know if it makes it in the episode or not but um matt from the future i'm leaving this in but if you're listening to this in the car with your family, this is the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Um, but then I'm going to do the rest of it. But this is your war this is your chance now to just go ahead and turn it off. Hunter tells a little joke with some raunch in it, but I'm leaving it in because it is funny, but it's not going to be funny for everybody. And so this is goodbye. Thank you. Uh, outro music. Pretend it's playing, and you you finished the episode. Good job. You did it. There's only like two minutes of other stuff here for other people to listen to. Okay, so I got kicked out of a Zoom orgy. That's something that happened to me. That's probably, I probably disqualified myself already, right? So I got kicked out of a Zoom orgy. Um, they're doing those on Zoom now because of the pando. It's been a thing. Um, and I got kicked out for the weirdest reason. I was like, they were like, uh, uh, we don't like your eye contact. They're like, they, they said I had bad eye contact. And I was like, how can you even see my eyes underneath this Shrek mask? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>